And we are live. You want me to... Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mickey's podcast. Uh, the mobile version tonight, uh, a couple of us are uh, heading back to our studios as we speak, but we will uh, be uh, connecting there shortly. My name is John Jagu. Glad to have you with us this evening. Uh, a lot to get to tonight, as we always have on the Cantina Mickey's podcast. It's, of course, there's never a shortage of topics for us on the Cantina Mickey's podcast. So we're glad that you guys can join us tonight live on YouTube as we are every Thursday night. I know we're a little late tonight, but uh, some of us uh, had some work issues. I'm actually on my way back from a Texas Longhorn baseball game that I was uh, had the privilege of working tonight. And uh, others uh, as well are trying to uh, get their way back to I guess, the studio. So we'll be hear some strange noise because get to tonight and of course uh, you can listen to this in our previous editions of the podcast uh, you can download from the podcast center at itunes and google play you can uh, subscribe to the podcast on the youtube we have a youtube channel and of course you can like us on facebook and please follow us on the twitter at at cantina and makey's underscore pod and you can get some of our information there as well but before we jump right to the topics, a uh, lot of stuff to talk about tonight, let's uh, go ahead and introduce the panel. We do have, uh, as always, a distinguished panel of guests. We have with us, joining us down in Kyle, Texas, which is just southeast of the greater Austin metropolitan area. Talking, of course, about Albert A. Campa. Beto, how are you? Hey, doing good. How's everybody? Glad to have you on the show, Beto. Beto, are, uh, are we... Uh, are, 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 we, are we witnessing the, finally the uh, the moment where MLS uh, becomes a little bit more competitive and Conca champions, or are MLS fans spiking the ball to two? I think it's uh, I'm enjoying the three zero, the Dempsey, I can say motions and all this. It's pretty it's pretty entertaining, but it is the first leg, so it's it could end up being a big flop. <laughs> We'll have to see. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think that all three teams are going to end up. I mean, this is just me personally speaking. I, I think that, uh, you know, I do think that the New York Red Bulls will probably go through. I can't say the same for Chivas or, 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 uh, or I'm sorry, for, for Toronto or Seattle. I think that they have a lot of work to do, even though Chivas has played very poorly at home over the past, what, year. Uh, I do think that they'll still be a very tough out to get at home. And, and, and sooner or later, Chivas is going to break through with the goals. And, you know, it could be that they – because it wasn't like – I mean, either of those teams, Toronto and and Seattle, it wasn't as if their defense was – Oh, yeah, they had chances. Well, I, mean, had chances. I mean, Tigres wasn't even trying, and they had a, a, a couple of really good – I mean, what I mean by not trying, it wasn't that, that they weren't – they just weren't being offensive. They were content to long ball and hope they get something instead of actually trying to build something. And, and Chivas was dangerous uh, pretty much all night. Um, not as much in the second half, but in the first half for sure. So I do think that uh, that they have some opportunities there. But we'll definitely keep an eye on it. I mean, again, I mean, you know, for folks that think that this is going to be a a constant in in between MLS and Liga Mekis, I mean, the, it's it's sooner or later it is going to get more competitive. And, and could, could this be the sooner, or are we going to be the later next year? Only time we'll talk. Super duper heavy favorites in this tournament, which is still Laku America, and they had absolutely no problem uh, 
getting past Thout of four zero. But we'll uh, talk about that. We'll talk about some other stuff. But we can't do that before we're out, before introducing the other member of our panel who's with us right now. Joel Aceves joins us from. Are we northbound or southbound on the four hundred five? Hello, John. Joel, are, are we northbound or four hundred five? I don't even know, man. I don't. I'm just, I'm just driving aimlessly. You're just driving. Four hundred five north. Are you? Yes. Okay. So, are, are you are you headed home or, or are you? I guess I'm picking up the Six Flags Magic. Or what, what are we doing? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, going to Irvine. <laughs> Left. Irvine. I moved on up, John. Did you did you did you move down to the OC Hoyle finally? Yes, I did, sir. My apologies. <laughs> my uh, my sympathies. Oh, sympathies. Yeah, I'm not it's a big not fan so of Irvine personally. Oh, it's a, it's a little, wow. it's a little, uh, it's a little sterile. Oh snap! Well, I'm new to the area. I don't have any. I've only been there like a week. So. So good for you, though, you, man. You got your inflatable doll as uh, your your passengers, so you could do the carpool. Man. Yeah, it's a Stone Cold Steve Austin cutout. You know what's you it's know what, what, cutout. what's amazing about 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 Joel's passenger there. Juan Oliva joins us. Is that they always look surprised when they're in the car? You know, they always have that that look that they're very surprised. <laughs> but uh, well, we have a uh, once again uh, we are. It doesn't happen very often. But it is happening today. We are outnumbered. We have three West Coasters. We have a uh, Daniel Preciado joining us from Escondido, down I guess south of where Joel is. Dan, how are you? Yes. Tonight? Um, we're like an hour, Dan, an hour away from me now. And if I'm not mistaken, Dan, I believe that that leaders what was that right now as we speak. That that your team is 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 sitting comfortably atop the table. Oh, I don't know about comfortably, but they are sitting atop. Yes, and and uh, and, and and Johnny <laughs> Tavares keeps scoring goals. Like 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 Jared, Jared Borghetti in the in the early part of the decade, just scoring goals in bushels. Yep, it's um, they're they're riding high right now. I, I is it? Well, I don't know, man. I'm I don't want to I don't want to get too excited. They could be peaking soon. They still have a considerable amount of pretty good matches, difficult matches. Still have Puebla. Um, I think we got Monterrey coming up next, so some tough matches for sure. Now, now Dan, do you attribute? Do you attribute ninety-five percent? Do you attribute ninety-five percent of Santos' success or a hundred percent of Santos' success to the firing of Chepo de la Torre? <laughs> his absence, his absence has. I, I'd say it's responsible for at least ninety percent. Ninety percent. At least. Well, Dan, it, 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 it's good to have you on the show again, as always. And, Happy to be here. Uh, you know, it's a special. It's it's a special treat when when the Profe Juan Uribe joins us. Now, I used to call you Profe Candarayas, but I think he used to get upset with that. So I decided <laughs> to just call you the Profe Profe from now on because you haven't really been talking up the uh, exactly. I haven't really been talking up the, the the Pachuca side of things. But I'm glad because I know you watched last night. So I'll ask you straight up: Does Chivas? Have a chance to advance in the Conca Champions, or are they going to be 
a team that loses at home to an MLS side to be eliminated in the quarterfinals. The first team ever. No, no, no. They, they, you know, first of all, you know, uh, good evening, everybody. And, and uh, John, I'm not, I'm not offended if you call me Profit Cambarayas because then I know there's some humor in it. And I'm in on the joke, but when you just call me Profe, you know, Profe Juan, then I'm like, okay, I'm not sure if you're, if that's a, you know, title of respect or, 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 or uh, you know. Of course it is. Or, or, or an ironic title. So, yeah, you know, so I think, <laughs> so actually that accepts me more, but <clears throat> no, I think. Chivas, no, dude, you're, 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 you're the, you're the show's uh, coach, dude. Absolutely, man. You're, you're, you're the mister. You're the one that when we're down, you need to come in and you need to give us that, that extra boost, like, uh. Like the uh, the lady owner in in, uh, in in Club de Cuervos when the team was down and she came she came in and and gave them the motivational speech about the Pope you know that's what we're looking for you oh um, like that's, the owner that's what we're uh, looking uh, for from you the, the owner of the of the Indians in a major league that's right that's right exactly <laughs> all right, all right no, awesome but my 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 question still stands my question still stands will Chivas be eliminated or are they going to make it to the quarterfinals and play in all likelihood. Uh, Red Bulls, New um, York, which I, I, I'm sure that our other team I would be thrilled to go see. No, you know the thing is, I, I think Jolie he doesn't like when they lose, but I think he enjoys like like beating himself, like uh, like that character in, in, what, in what, what what movie was it? In, uh, it's with oh, the Tom Da Vinci Banks. Code. The yeah, Da Vinci Code. Vinci, yeah, the Da Vinci Code. You know he he strips down. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paul. Uh, Paul. Uh, Paul Bell. Forget yeah. his Silas. Uh, you know he beats name. himself. He's you know and he's praying and he's like. Uh, he like he enjoys himself. Uh, is that why Ronnie does it? Beats himself? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, okay. But see, the thing is, I don't think that that Joel is part of Opus Day because that's an Opus. I think it's part of Opus Day drinkers. So I think that, that, that that's what. I don't think I was in here the way you guys are talking. ¿Qué dicen cuando no estoy culeros? No, no, we're just talking about how. When, when you watch uh, when you watch Chivas, you watch it, you know, like the guy from Da Vinci Code whipping your back because ah. you can't take any pleasure from their from their success. <laughs> no, I'm actually been a bit disappointed with with the last match. I, I actually was doing homework and I saw I saw the Seattle Bounders against Santa Tecla, and then I saw the team. And those teams aren't aren't better than Chivas. They're they're much much more humble, uh, you know. Santa Tecla is pretty much semi-pro, and and the LAFC only had a handful of preseason games. And, and I saw, you know, I saw Seattle struggling, and, and I well, felt, you know, you know, one of the uh, yeah, and one I, of she the, was uh, have, right? Go ahead, Juan. Oh, yeah, and then, and then she was just they had an extra day of rest. Given that, uh, you know, Seattle had just played. So, you, you know, you know what I, I think in that regard is that that was Chivas' uh, third game in like uh, in like seven days, right? And it was, you know, they were they were coming off that very emotional, very physical classical uh, game. So I think uh, you know, I haven't watched the whole game, but I've read a lot of reviews that say they, they look a little. Like, well, can you mute yourself, dude? Yes. As yeah, you were saying, Juan? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, 
I, you know, I, to me, I think it's just is their third game in, in, in seven days, and it's like an emotional rebound from the Super Classical game. I, I mean, that game was was really intense. Um, but you know, you know, John, uh, I just want to go on the record. I'm sure Jolie's this, well, Jolie's listening. Uh, you you asked Wait, let, me, me let me let me write this down. If, let me if let I was me write this down. Yes, yeah, yeah. You, you ask if I was Jolie's Tuso in, in the organization. And and I'm not, but I'm pretty sure I know who it is. But you know, I'm not. I'm I'm gonna protect the uh, uh, Jolie source. Let him sure. reveal. You know, but it's not. It's definitely not me. It might be Salcedo's sister, but you know, don't quote me on that. We will pretend like you didn't say it. So so the question yeah, still yeah. stands now. Now Alan Pulido today, when they were back in Guadalajara, was quoted as, and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but I, I'll paraphrase. He's basically saying, "We don't." Have the players with the the guile that, that is needed to, to, to win games like this. We don't have the players with the, you know we're we're very we're very I'm not going to say inexperienced, but but a team that's not not necessarily naive, but a, a team that just doesn't have that, that 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 you know that that group of players that can will themselves to getting a result. Which you know, frankly, it was funny that he said that yesterday because. Was it yesterday where, where where Juventus played Tottenham? And that's exactly what uh, one of my favorite Chilini. players of all time, Chiellini, yeah. uh, was saying about Tottenham. He's like, it's like we knew that Tottenham said, said they're a great team. You know, they have a great future, but they they just don't have the players that have that kind of experience to to, to carry through. We knew that sooner or later they were gonna, you know, it, it was it was gonna fall apart for them, and. You know, it it almost sounds seems like that could possibly happen happen to Chivas because so he's the, the real. Go ahead. So he's calling them. Uh, I guess Jolie would say they're all pechos fríos. Uh, that pretty much, yeah. I mean, I mean, he yeah, pecho fríos, and and it's almost the way he said. It, at least the way I understood it. You can correct me if I'm wrong, John. It sounded like you know, it's like they don't have the the pedigree, the history to come up with the needed play to win. Right. He basically we says just that, like, knew that, that they, they haven't gone they... to the well. They haven't been at the well long enough to know how far down they have to dig deep to get, to get a result like that was, was whereas, like, whereas like, yeah. And like, whereas he like, you know, being part of Juventus, he was like, you know, we just kind of like, it was going to come around our way eventually because that's what we do. Right. And maybe they're used to they're used to their the way their system their the team setup is they grind out ugly wings uh, ugly wins all the time they're in in ugly ugly games all the time so they're, yeah, they're I mean, they're they played ugly Serie A which is what battles. they do yeah now and I will I will say this about Chivas I'm not, I mean I am making the comparison but Seattle Sounders is is by no means a, a Juventus at all I mean that's just I mean I know that they've done well in in, in the league they've been runners runners up. But I mean, I mean, to me, Chivas next week is is a game that they sh- that they should be able to get the goals they need to uh, to now they can't they cannot let Seattle score at all. If they if they do that, then they're going to be in big trouble because then they're going to have to score three. You know, the thing too is that like, Gonzalo Pineda, uh, one of the Seattle assistants. So I think I mean, in, in that respect, he's kind of maybe that gives them a little bit of an edge. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, let me it. put it this way: if if Chivas loses next week, Gonzalo is going to be very upset. Not not Gonzalo Pineda. 
Gonzalo Chiva is going to be is going to be very upset with. Uh, <laughs> with yeah, with, Let's be honest, though, man. It's pretty piss poor, and it's it's looking pretty dire right now. The 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 season's pretty much lost, and this was basically like the one thing that could kind of salvage the season. And yesterday was not very encouraging. I still think they're going to pull it out. Um, but definitely not encouraging. Um, I thought, I thought, I thought Cholos would, would, would more than likely be the team that would probably get bounced out of the competition. Um, like you said, I think Chivas is, is, is the better team, but they're not looking even remotely close to, and, and I think it's, it's I mean, kind of funny and pathetic to, to, for, for, for Pulido to make such comments because I'm like, you just won right. the league a year ago. Right. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, you should be the, it's like, you should be that guy. I mean, don't go sitting there and looking around the, the if, if you're looking around the locker room for that guy, why don't you look at yourself, dude? Yeah. You should be that guy. They made a, a gigantic pile of money to bring you in and you, and you have delivered the why, you know, what is it about now that, that, that you, I mean, why do they have a crisis of confidence? Like that chance that, that he missed has. was just, Embarrassing against the goalie. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like, the, like, and you awesome. knew that was going to happen. I'm like, the dude had way too much time to think about it, and then like his second touch was 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 horrible, awful, and he gave himself a, and then his finish even, and I still think a better cold-hearted striker would have put that away still, even. Hey, but you to defend I mean? the Chivas though, to defend them, if you say that they're gonna, that you think they'll get past Seattle. I think if they even get past Seattle, they have a pretty good chance of going to the final against the uh, Red Bulls. And then we all saw either Tijuana or Red Bulls. Either one, they would have a good chance. Well, I think Red Bulls is going to go through. So I think they have a chance there. And then they make the final and say they go against America. They just tied Ooh. them in the Classico. So Ooh. they're going to play up to the, the competition. Chiquis has been listening to my comments. Yeah, so they have, they have, I think they have one game. I think it could totally change. And I guess the comments from people that watch are disheartening. But I think the next game, they could be a totally different team. And I don't think they played too bad against uh, Seattle. They had some good offense. Well, we want to hear from, we want to hear from you Chivas fans that are listening to us right now. Post, post on the chat. Tell us what you think. Should Chivas fans start cracking each other's heads open and eat the brains? Is it, is it, is it all over or, or, or is there still hope that they're going to, that they're going to find a, a fresh resource for them to uh, at least feast for another, for another round of Conca champions? I, I also think I, it's time we start questioning Almeida's involvement. He, he does share, uh, you know, he has his share of the blame in all of this. Uh, just the missing out on, on the league, that's, that's a fracaso by itself. And they're struggling more than they should. I think he kind of sets them up like that, though. Excuse me? He sets them up like that, though. Like, kind of the way he talks about, like, them not getting the players that he wanted to, to, to replenish the team, you know, and all that just plants seeds that you're not good enough, which is odd. Like, again, I'm going to say it's like you just won a championship less than a year ago. The team should, should not be this low on confidence. Huh? I, I agree, and, and the second thing that I think a lot, a lot of people shouldn't forget is that one of the goals for the club is to have more players from the from the uh, youth teams. So, shouldn't be an excuse that we don't have players when when they're trying to promote 
more talent and have a more just just more players from the cantera overall. Well, let, let's talk about Chivas, like the the, the, the the players that are on Chivas right now, the starting eleven that are on Chivas right now. Okay, it's eleven Mexicans. Uh, you know, you know, out of those eleven Mexicans, how many of those players are even being considered to make the final twenty-three for the World Cup? I'd say Cota as a third keeper. <laughs> and how, how many of, of Chivas? How many of Chivas' current players came through the, the through the academy? You know, uh, of their starting eleven. How many of those players were they were they produced in house? I think they they've been having to buy uh, because uh, the cantera hasn't been producing at least the quality that they need to be competitive. And you, you look at the back line, we got what? How old is uh, Salcido now? 37, 36? His Salcido's in his mid fifties. You know, I mean, this, this, he's probably one of the last uh, youth players that I mean, they got a few promising, play, interesting players on, on the bench. Uh, JJ Macias and uh, you know a few other players, uh, but I think it's just uh, the Cantera itself hasn't really produced uh, to the to the degree that they need, and and they they uh, and the and the future doesn't look uh, the outlook doesn't look very bright. I mean, in the in the youth youth national teams, usually you see uh, several Chivas players, at least four or five, you know, throughout the throughout the call-ups, and I think there's been a drop-off in that, and uh, I mean, you know, we could attribute it to Jose Luis Real uh, uh, not being in the picture as far as, as the youth teams getting less call-ups, but, or the change in leadership, you know, the change in the system, because uh, Almeida's like, he's directly responsible for it now. Uh, to what degree is his involvement, I don't know, but he, he's got the, from what Jolie has been transmitting, and basically what's, what's been in the press is Almeida's a uh, you know his head's on the platter as far as he's a guy responsible for for everything for the performance, but I mean the goals haven't come in. Uh, but I think the team has played well, and and if we contrast or compare to the way the way Cholos has been playing, you know Cholos uh, last week uh, I, I was at the game the the, the Concacaf uh, Champions League game last week against the Panama club Motawa, and I mean you know like. There was nothing else Coca could do with that squad to, to make them score. You know, the, you had guys missing wide open chances, one one against the goalie. You know, so well, I look, think to to a certain degree you can blame the the manager for the for setting up the team a certain way. But if the players aren't, you know, I mean, is he going to put on the shirt and score the goals himself? Well, you know, is, can he do that? Well, let, let's talk about the, the, the two moves that Chivas made between seasons that, that, that are now, you know, you know how, what, what was, what was the, the end result? The first one is they let J.J. Vasquez go. And, Dan, what, what would you say has been one of the, the biggest reasons why Santos has been in the goals? Why, why... What was the question? Yeah, you broke up again, dude. He, he was talking about who attributes aside from Tavares, who would you attribute Santos's success? To okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, easily Gallito. Right. I mean, how can you let a guy like that go? Oh, we're talking about you know when you're Santos playing. Yeah, he's the reason I think that they have a, a legitimate chance of winning because he's a proven champion. He's won. 
right where he's gone. So they let him go, and then they had the whole Alanis novella, which lasted what what six weeks into the season. I know he's playing now. So so those are the two moves that Chivas made to to start the season with. And obviously, both moves have been complete and utter disasters for them. And unfortunately for them, um, you know, you know, things haven't gotten better. I mean, they've only won five games at home. Five games at home between last season and this season. Yeah, the, the goalkeeper thing was also another big deal because it, it ties into the Hoalani's thing where they said they didn't want to have players with, with because Alani's only had six months left. And then uh, they go and sign Cota on a six-month loan. And uh, Pachuca doesn't want to sell them, but at a very high price. And Chivas had gotten a few other keepers back. And I also think it sends a message that the coach doesn't trust you. If he if He's going to push hard to bring back a player to be on loan that's going to be gone soon. Right, yes. Very beginning, those he doesn't trust them. Said that they need more more signings. They didn't do any uh, new signings in the off season. And then Pulido said the same thing just recently. Well, but they did do sign. I mean, they brought in they brought in Cisneros and Sandoval from Santos in in positions where they just didn't need anybody. I mean, they have they have wingers and offensive midfielders coming out of the woodwork at that Chivas. I mean, they're they're everywhere. And you know, the Cisneros guy, I, I think, has potential to be a great player. But he wasn't. He didn't even start. They started the uh, Goldines kid last night, and the Goldines kid who scored in the Super Classico. So it's not like, you know, he is not as if he hadn't been producing either. So, um, but again, again, positions that weren't necessarily positions of need, and it just it just makes you wonder, you know, for a team like, for a team as proud as Chivas is, and and, and for as loyal as their fans are, for as dedicated as their fans are. It just seems to me that the, 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 the Chivas team never lives up to, and I don't say that you guys have crazy expectations, but I mean, I, I think the expectation of, of wanting a team to be run well and competitive, at the, at the very least competitive, is something that should be a given. And, you know, Chivas, for as many good players as they have, I mean, they should be just smoking people right now, and they're not. Hey, you know, John, you, you made a, a kind of a uh, a point. Maybe it was a, it was a little subtle, but they brought in. I, they got rid of. Go they got rid of proven players, and they brought in potential, right? Prospects, right? You know, I mean, which national, is fine. National... I mean, I mean, bring those guys in, but don't get rid of the. Don't get rid of the. I mean, you, you, you got rid of a guy. I know that Gallito and Mary hadn't been playing as much or as as well as he did when he was at Leon, but this was a guy who dominated two of the best midfielders on the planet. I mean. Took them, took them to school for ninety minutes. To school for ninety minutes. You know, you know, one of the best games I've ever seen any midfielder play for Mexico. I mean, he has that capacity, and to just—I mean, it, it, to me, it was just—it was—it was—it was, it was a very questionable move. And uh, you know, it, it just—I I feel if Pumas was playing better, I'd feel really bad. But I, I do feel bad for Chivas fans because they deserve better. The team should play better. They have. It reminds me so much of of 2013 when when Chepo has, you know, all these players, but they just they, they they're they're desperately trying 
to do something and they don't know what to, what to do or how to get there because they don't have anybody. There's no leadership on Chivas right now, you know, as as evidenced by that quote that Pulida has. Like, dude, I'm, I'm, we're looking for somebody. That should be you, dude. Step up. You know, like take it, like take that, take that role. I mean, you're the one earning the big yeah. money. You're the one that, that, exactly. that you're the big name supposedly from Europe. You know, you're, you're, you're supposed to be the superstar of the team. I, and this clearly shows that he's not, doesn't have the, the wiring for it. Yeah. And, he, he, and, likes, and, he, he likes that confidence, uh, Dan, going off of what you're saying, because the really good players like, like, Cristiano or Neymar or or Messi, they, they go up to the challenge. So I'm not saying he's at their level, but you, you could have that attitude, that kind of arrogance, sort of Oribe. like, like Oribe. I think Oribe People. is a, a, a good example of someone who, who who believes in himself, who knows that he's going to do it. I, I, I would say confidence for, uh, 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 Well, that yeah, dude, that that, that guy was great, man. But yeah, I mean, so, going so, back to so, going back to your point though, real quick. Uh, sorry, I, as far as the signings go, I think losing Gaito is even more exemplified when you when you keep in mind the horrible backline that's there. Like especially in center back's position, it's so weak that like he offered the one little bit of protection for those center backs, that, and and you remove him, and now you kind of have no. No bite in the in the midfield, and then you have like true troncos um, in, in 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 the back line, and it's just it's a recipe for disaster. The the, the you could tell the offensive players are, are are pushing way too hard. They're they're dribbling like I see. It seems like every player on the team plays the exact same way. They 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 dribble great. They dribble, they dribble past maybe one or two players, and then but they hold on way too long. They get dispossessed. And then they they get put in a position where they're they're wide open to to, to take in another goal. It's uh they're they're they pressing they're pressing they've been pressing for they're for absolutely three pressing and 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 as far as signings go they need to be they need to shore up that that back line a more they didn't need Gael they didn't need um well I could understand maybe going for Ronaldo just because you don't have a goal scorer which is odd because he's being played in a completely different position now. Um, you would have—I don't know—I I guess I would have thought that that they would have gotten for someone to to shore up that that back line because that's—I think—you can't win if if you're going to be yeah. giving up goals all the time. Okay, you know I what? Mean, you if know. you're going to give up Gallito to Santos, at least get at least get Nestor and Alpha for him in return. Uh, um, that that I think that signifies the bad negotiation from from Iguera because that's that's basically how. The other teams were trying to negotiate with Chivas. Basically, you want our top Mexican player pay us this much, or give us this other player in exchange. Yeah, but you see, but, but that's think, the problem, Boyle. Is it is it going after the top Mexican players? You know, is you know it, it looks good on paper, and you know the fans are great. But you know, I met I met Pelaez when he rebuilt America. He didn't rebuild America going after like the top of the top player. He got solid. You know, why not get proven Liga Mekis Mexican players? You know, they don't have to be the flashy ones, but I mean, they can certainly be, you know, like a Carlos Esquivel. 
I mean, I, I, you know, not necessarily him right now, but just as an example of a of a guy who's been plugging along for, I'm sure, I think I'm out actually, for 10, 15 years, et cetera. I'm in a dead zone. Hey, one thing I noticed though against against the Seattle the Seattle team is the typical U.S. versus Mexico or even MLS when they just sit back and work on the counter. It was it was like Mexico from like ten years ago, where Chivas was attacking, attacking, not really getting a good clean shot, and then Seattle was so very dangerous on the counter, and uh, and their defense was like all in disarray and they was out of position. So it seems like the Mexican mentality, they don't know how to beat the bunker, they don't know how to protect the counter attack efficiently, and. Uh, that's that's what the game looked like. All right, so uh, before You're we move on to the next these... game, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I'm, I, I got shot in service right now, so y'all keep talking. I'll join you guys in about five minutes. Right. Did Prophet Cambia Raya say that Chivas can pull out the win? At the Akron. Yeah, I think absolutely. we all think we all said that. You don't think they can do it? No. I think it's possible, but I think I think the upset is just as possible. I could go either way, you know. I think uh, sometimes it, it's it's mental and, and it could affect you. I think that's a bit of what what Chivas is going through right now, or. You know, the mental aspect of the game. You know, especially going off of what Pulido is saying. It's, it's, it's like you said, they, they seem to have lost a lot of confidence. Uh, you, I think. You, you know what, Jolie? Um, yeah. Going to that Jolos game, it gave me a really good idea of, of how, uh, you know, Coca sets up the team, what, what he has his players to do. And there's a few things. That to me, I, uh, if they're you know a team, of, uh, it just gave me a better picture to understand how they play. And I would like to see. I wonder if Michelada, uh, what's his name, Rigo, when he when he went to the Chivas game, if he if he was able to take some pictures of of how they set up in, in certain situations, like in a corner, um, in the throw-ins, or any time. I think the, I think I think Rigo uses FIFA for that. I think he uses FIFA for that oh, okay. to simulate those stuff. I, I think they... because because I mean that really gives me an idea of, of of whether Almeida is 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 really growing the team or how limited he limited he is tactically. You know, um, so I'm I'm, I'm going to try to. Well, if you have a picture like that, because like uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what happens on the corners, dude. Yeah, he, they put the two short dudes on the corner. Uh-huh. Uh, what you call the La Volpina corner kick when you're just wasting a guy, man. Oh, the the short corner play? Yeah, but they don't even do I mean, the short corner you know, most of the time. Well, I mean, wasting. if you got a bunch of midgets, you know, it, it's I, still, you, still you can mix a guy in there and do something, even though well, he's short. I mean, look, look, if you think your players have superior 1v1 ability, um, and, and you, you, I mean, if, and if it's to your benefit to hold possession, then I, I don't see a particular problem with it now. I mean, it's just, it's just, they, they gotta get, they gotta try to get something out of it. And maybe, 
you know, maybe they use their talk, you know, cross one in once in a while. You know what I mean? They do cross. That, that's not, well, from what I can tell, they do cross it. They, they're just having two guys back there just like to fake it. And they never do the short corner. They, they pretty much cross it most of the time. From oh, what I remember. But it's just like waste. Yeah, yeah. You're just using a player for no reason when he could have at least been the top of it. Yeah, but, you know what? Going off of, going off of what I was talking about the height. If, if you see like the amount of corner kicks the team gets and how many connect or how many are dangerous, like headers, it's very few. So in one of their last games, uh, I don't know if it was the one against America. Out of like twelve corner kicks, only one was was like a, a dangerous shot. All the rest were just wasted. Alanisi will be the only one who'll get hit. Well, on. that could be part of the, the 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 strategy defensively for the opposing teams. It's like go ahead and, and give them the corner. Like, yeah, hey, we have time to set up. Then we we could we could feel pretty comfortable that we're going to be able to defend them because they're all a bunch of shorties and apparently they, they don't, they can't really get open on these, on those plays. So that might be, you know, part of the strategy too. If you know that your opponent can't do anything on set plays, just give it to them. And, and, um, and, and on those corner kicks, you know, it, it's, it's perfect. If you're a counter, if, if you want to hurt them on the counter attack, I mean, that a, a corner kick is the, is the best time to do it. You, you know what, Dan, going off of what you're saying, I, I have felt in a way that a lot of the teams had figured out Almeida's tactics and a lot of times set up their team in a way that, yeah, Chivas might look good because they have more possession where it seems like they're creating all these chances. But at the end of the day, if, if you pull out a tie from the if – you, if you take a point from the taint from the away game or, or you know, and, and just seeing how many points Chivas have gotten or almost no wins, you really can't. Um, use that argument that the team is looking good. Oh, I mean, you can if they're if they're creating chances, they're getting shots on goal. They're just they're simply not not finishing them, Jolie. Yeah, but how you long know, are you gonna hold on to a coach if if the results? I mean, look look at if if you add up the last two results that the last two liguillas, if you add all the points, Chivas will still be at the bottom of the table. Yeah, well, that's that's why I I want to see. I want like, I want to see a complete tactics to get a like a complete opinion because like I'm getting the suspicion that as far as the Bielsa you know or Bielsa uh, uh, what's it called uh, follower he's not a uh, he's not he's on the lower end of the spectrum as far as quality you know like the, what was the name of the guy at Puebla uh, I forgot his name okay. he's assistant oh uh, you know all these all these Bielsa disciples. Right. I, I think Almeida, he's a, he's a decent one, but he's a little immature tactically, maybe. Um, and I think Diego Coca is another Bielcista, right? Another Bielsa disciple. Uh, I mean, so he's not at the level of like a Sampaoli or a, even Pochettino or, or even Guardiola himself or Bielsa himself. So, you know, I think it might be time to find a, another coach, maybe. I definitely think has, he's lost the team. I, I think he just doesn't adapt to, to, to the way teams are adapting. Like you guys said, maybe they kind of, they figured him out a little bit and he's not changing his set, his set up. And I think too, um, the spacing, the off the ball movement, it, it's not there and, and he's, and he's not correcting this, <clears throat> which is why they're stacking these one V one, 
these players that seem like they're good at one v ones and kind of uh, uh, trying to rely on them to 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 grind out games to you know squeeze out wins and uh, so it could I be, just don't see how the be, team's gonna. I just don't see how he's gonna be able to turn it around. I mean, if he if he's the series, that said, I'm, I'm thinking that not beyond the series, just like uh, and even just trying to salvage the the season, like to not even to make the year, but just to to not finish dead last. Well, I mean, they, they gotta give him. They, they gotta give him the, the squad to compete. You know, there's a couple games Dude, he's got the squad. where he took out he he took out Pineda, and so tactically he 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 screwed up. You know, he should. You know, that kind of lost the midfield, and the team went the team went to shit, and the defense was getting exposed, and they they came and they ended up losing their time. <clears throat> but I think overall, uh, I mean, Michael Perez last you know the last few seasons he was he was balling. He he was playing out of his mind, so he was benching Gallito. It wasn't that Gallito was 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 doing too bad. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Michael Perez, Michael Perez was at another level, and I think just this season, there's been a few players that they're not performing to to what was their to what they had shown, and there's really there's no good backup to 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 bench them. You know, the same way Gallito got pushed to the bench by Michael Perez. Um, so I mean, I think that the the, the roster is definitely an issue. And because they're stacking all these wingers and all these forwards, and they're not really, they're not, they're not rotating them in and out to get them going. You know, like uh, I think two years ago they bought a kid named Alejandro Sendejas for uh, from FC Dallas for I don't know, I, I can't remember how much if it was half a million or two hundred thousand. Uh, and they kept bringing in wingers, they kept debuting wingers, and it, it's just, you know, I don't know, they can't figure out which ones they they want to go with. Um. And then maybe too, when when they brought in Pulido, to me that broke some of the chemistry the players had, because they were it seemed like uh, uh, Cisneros and uh, what's the other forward's name again? Well, uh, I I do, I do think he, he added. I mean, he 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 helped them win the championship. I mean, oh, definitely, definitely. But I think he broke some of the chemistry because uh, before he came in, they were like on a big win streak. The the team was just flying high, and it was just a bunch of rookies, you know. And and the the, the rookies were all benching. Uh, the top players, Gullet, Culpeña, Gallito, even Pulido himself had to had to wait his turn, you know. <clears throat> and I mean, I think that's that's just what it is. Just the backup. There's no there's no backup players to bench these guys. No quality. I don't know, man. I see the team, and, and it's essentially to me it looks very similar to the championship team. Uh, granted, I know. Yeah, the roster uh, seems paper, pretty mean? close. Yeah, I don't think they should be performing as poorly as they are. I really don't think so. I've a- seen a- enough a- of their games where, but there's just no finishing product. I mean, there's a lot of attractive play, but no goals. And yeah. and they are and there are chances. I think the roster is fine. I think the Almeida said at the beginning of the season where he didn't get a, get a big signing, he showed lack of confidence in the current players. I think that's just an excuse because things weren't going well. And he wanted to read. And I think that also got into the players' heads too. Is like we're not good enough. Our coach is saying it too. Yeah, he said it first, and then Pulido repeated it just recently, and they're all buying into it. So I don't think, like Joel said earlier, that it was like a a comment. And 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 Almeida's done this before too, where he's made these like comments where he he feels that he's so handicapped, and it's. They, I, I don't know, man. I, to me, it's just like it's it's, it's excuse making. But like worse than that, it, it plants those seeds of doubt in your players. Where you should always, 
despite of what you may think and 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 whoever lost is bad they are, they may be put out there and just say no man we're better than this we we're, we're, we're champions we, you know we should be we should be playing better like to you make those comments about not having the roster you want you know to your bosses well, he, he did that to 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 lessen the negative perception that they had on him as a coach he wanted to keep his stock up higher because he knew it was going down and uh he, he started wanting to shift the blame i think that's the way i i view his comment well because he's you, you well, he's been too. making comments like that even even during even while they were being even while they were successful he was making comments like that where you know yeah. if he's speaking to the, the argentine press he's like yeah well you know it's oh you mean hey, hey dudes don't forget that from his 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 uh, champion championship winning squad, they they sold the uh, the main guy who who scored the uh, that was like either their first or second best goal scorer in Gulit. He was their wasn't he their scoring leader the, the, a year ago when they were champions? I don't know if he was their leading goal scorer. I mean, yeah, you might I, be I think, right. And he didn't, you know, he came. He it was like uh, he would come in in a game with with you know sometimes thirty minutes left, twenty minutes left, and he'd come and score a goal. And and he did that in the in the final because he didn't really fit into the way like Almeida wanted the team to play. So he but he still recognized that it's a quality player. So he would still bring him in when he needed a goal or he, you know. And and that's funny that you mentioned him he though because on, he's another player that I would not think of as leader. And well, well, but that's the thing that he, you know he he had a role and 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 it, and it seemed to work before. But then they got rid of him, and they have nobody to turn to to kind of. Uh, because Gullit's uh, a different type of player. I think, like right now, Amado's really especially compared to the players that that, that are base. that are on the roster now. I, I agree with you, man. Like he's 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 a physical presence. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, so I think he he has a more vertical style of play as far as down the middle. Uh, so and, and I think they're missing that because he was just you know he would just make things happen even by himself, even without uh, you know getting that many minutes. What do you guys think about the just to change it up because I, I think we're we're exhausting the whole Chivas talk. Where um, out of the other teams, are you guys worried about any of the other teams not qualifying in, 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 in Champions the Champions League? League? Yeah, I, I think the I think Cholos is out, man. Because like I went to their game last week uh, in, in Tijuana against Motagua, and and they they just couldn't finish. They had a you know, all their strikers, like they had four strikers, uh, their their center mids, they had all these shots on goal, and they made the, the you know, the, what that was, is that a Panama team or Honduras team? I, I forget. It was Honduras. I believe it's Honduras. 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 Yeah, yeah. So they, they made that Honduran, Honduran goalie look like a superstar, and most of the shots were like straight at him, or, or they, they just, they just whiffed the, you know, they just barely missed the, the goal. Um, so they got a bunch of bottlers up front. I mean, they're quick, they're they're skillful, but they they can't finish their chances. They're, but you know, they they still they get so many chances that they might just they could salvage it. But I could see them uh, not going through. And and and, and secondly, I think Coca's uh, a, a system where it's an attacking uh, system that tries to be uh, you know how do you say uh, enjoy enjoying as far you know ple- pleasant to the eye. Yeah, I, it, it's not complete. I think because uh, there's a lot of situations where I see I see bad spacing between his lines, between his midfielder, his back line, and his his forwards, and and he would never address it. He would never, you know, and I, and that's just the way he plays. So I think he's a little tactically immature. 
for my taste, at least as far as what he's trying to do with his team, I think uh, he, he could adjust the the, spa- the spacing in the between the back line and the midfield, especially when the midfield has the ball <clears throat> and they're they're not pushing forward, you know. Yeah. Or, well, no, or, I mean, in throwing situations as well. Yeah, I, I would agree that that that's. To me, that's the team that's more likely going to get eliminated. I still think Chivas are going to go through. Um, I think Tigres probably had a. Uh, they're going to have. I think they'll, they'll have a relatively comfortable time in Monterrey, and America looks like they're um, at least in Concacaf. They're 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 flying, but uh, easy easy path in Tauro. They're already through. Yeah, but they're doing it right, though. Like, I mean, that's what you want to see, right? When you play a team that you think you're considerably better than is actually show it. Yeah. I mean, th- that's where I, like, do I think Cholos is, 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 a, is a less lesser team than, than New York Red Bull, who's just coming off the preseason? No. But they lost, you know, and, 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 and really badly, too. It was a really poor game, really poor match to the and then Chivas, it's kind of like a similar thing, but I, I think there's a, a, um, a greater potential there. And then going home, where MLS teams, for the most part, have not traveled well to Mexico, they, they, they tend to they tend to lose big. So I'm thinking the Chivas will 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 muster up some kind of a confidence and and pull through. Tigres, I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna walk away. You know, it should be interesting because the the obviously Toronto is a pretty good team, um, but I, I do think that Tigres is gonna be too much for them. It would have been interesting had they met maybe later in the competition, or if Toronto was maybe matched up with other Liga MX teams, where I think they, they probably would give them a better game. But I don't think they're gonna have enough to for Tigres. I don't know what you guys think. I think they'll wear them, they'll wear them out, but I think Toronto's gonna put up a fight in Monterrey. And it, it could be, it could be pretty close. But it, it all, I, every time MLS teams go to Mexico, I always see them, uh, succumbing to either the pressure or the fitness or the depth that the Mexican teams have and then they end up winning, the Mexican teams end up winning. Um, but actually to go to what you said earlier, I think the, Tijuana had a lot of chances and a lot of pressure when they were down 1-0. They were trying, they were trying hard to get that thing back. And I think they looked pretty good, but like Juan was saying, they just couldn't put it in. They just couldn't score, but they were like pounding on the door hard. And then once the second goal came in, it was just pretty much over. Uh, I think they looked, you know, it, it kind of reminded me of Jolie at Whataburger, you know? Do what? You mean, you mean me at Whataburger? You know, you know, once, 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 that's again. actually Ron. That's Ron. Once again. Is that so? Well, who made you pulpit this stuff? Huh? <laughs> I mean, seriously, seriously. So sorry, Miss Y'all. I'm, I'm assuming y'all wrapped up on your, on your, on your Chivas talk. I tried to. Chivas. I tried to. Don't we we, we could have done this. They could have kept going all day. So I, 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 I tried to yeah, did, did, veer did, it into it. Did we have a good Chiva contra Chiva or was it, or was it amicable? Mostly amicable. Um, I think everybody's kind of like uh, it's mostly doom and gloom at this point. So, so typically, I mean, everyone's I guess joining Jolie. Well, you know, I, I did notice the olive branch, the olive branch when uh, when Juan did ask or or did make the point that uh, 
the real, the real was, real? Uh, yeah. Yeah, was was uh, was was not there and not in charge of the youth. So I, I did I did I did notice that uh, you know there was uh, there was some oh, no. flowers that, some that flowers thrown. Not no, was, not John. Is the sabios reconocer errores? That was low hanging fruit. That was low hanging fruit. You know, I, I want to see if Jody would take the bite. But uh, you know, he knows he's been served already, so I think he just kind of balked at it. Well. Now, as now, I don't know if you guys talked about this. Obviously, I've, I've just joined uh, here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. But to me, the biggest difference in that game last night between Tigres and, and Toronto was the pitch. Uh, I mean, I think both teams were uh, slopping around, but I do think that that, that Toronto's fluky goal is going to be is going to be tough for for, for Tigres to overcome. And uh, it, it, like, if they don't score in the first you know thirty minutes or so, then as as y'all said, it's going to be. You know, and then that's what it—that's what this tournament should be. It should, it should be interesting. It should be exciting. And that's exactly—is—is—isn't that why we have this tournament? I mean, seriously, is, is, is it fun for the guy Mackey's fans to watch? I disagree, this John. Watch plow. No, I disagree vehemently. No, I think most Liga MX fans are tuning in, um, hoping, maybe expecting an MLS beatdown. <coughs> you know. You know what watch, I think watch, is a, a little... Watch the pipe. Watch the pipe. Yeah, careful, man. Mute yourself, yeah. bro. That's right. <laughs> no, no, we, 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 <laughs> look, I, I think it's a little pathetic for the Mexican clubs because they got uh, most of them got a, a starting lineup of, of uh, foreign players. You know, Argentines, Brazilians, uh, um, et cetera. Chileans, mostly. It, 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 it's, now, it's now Chileans. So they're stacking up on the Chileans. I think uh, uh, what like eight years ago it was it was Paraguayans, right, and, and Ecuadorians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Colombiano. There's still a, so, a few sprinklings you know, and, here and, and there. And, and and now what I notice is with the MLS clubs is a lot of them are uh, doing the same thing. No, they they like uh, I think it was I don't know if it was the Red Bulls. They had like uh, uh, like seven seven homegrown players. And I think Toronto's pretty. Yeah, but big that that's not normal. Uh, no, yeah, dude. If, yeah, if you look at if you look at MLS top to bottom, you you they actually have more foreigners than League MX. Well, but yeah, but the teams that are competing right now with the with the Mexican clubs are, you know, head to head. Um, they have they have they have more homegrown players than the Mexican clubs. And I think yeah. that's just that's just something interesting to look at and and. I mean, I don't know if that's a trend or, or if that's going to be a trend, but I, I don't right. think like, you, you you can look too much into yeah. it. The, the, the league is, is is being built on. I think they're they're relying less on on old stars, but I think what they're doing now is they're filling up the teams with serviceable players, third level South Americans. Yeah, they're they're copying. They're they're like Liga MX two point oh. Yeah, they, I yeah, mean they, that's they could essentially be, how they're filling it, up the rosters. I, I, if these teams, if these three teams are, are are a trend as far as the the rest of the league, that remember you guys had a kind of a a point where you you thought more more Mexicans would end up playing in MLS, based on the fact that these guys uh that that's going to be an opportunity they don't get in Mexico. Well, so here's think, go ahead, Juan. Please, please finish. Well, well I mean that that's just where I think there's a lot of Mexican Americans in the in their in their academy system so i mean that that's a possibility i think now that i i didn't think was possible but i think you guys might be right there well here's um, here, here's my queja with with this whole uh if you don't mind i, I, I want to register a queja is that may i on this whole mls with south american do, players I mean, do this it this is this is a an unbelievably massive opportunity for 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 for, for young mexican players 
to uh, to, to to take to take advantage to to, to get this gigantic vitrina that they would just and it, it, and instead it's going to you know there there's uh, like LAFC has Carlos Vela and then the guy that scored the goals with a 19 year old Uruguayan is 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 isn't is that uh, Joel. That is correct, uh, sir. Why can't that be Ro, Ro, uh, Ronaldo Cisneros? Or that kid Macias? Because Uruguayans know more than, are, are better at soccer than Mexicans. Hey, that Rosie kid has a lot of hype behind him, too. Well, my, well, my, the my finish, point is, the is, finish is, is, was is pretty it, spectacular. <laughs> I mean. My point is, well, the, yeah, the, both the pass and the finish, I mean, that was yes. a class play. It was a great goal. Yes. Maybe, maybe maybe Chivas should have sold the trophies. That could have been trophies there. Hey, it, hey, you know what? You might joke about it now, but after I see trophies sending out, yeah. you know, people think he's going to Europe, but he's more likely to be in an MLS team than at least within the next one. Yeah, two, yeah. Trophies have played it. He's Europa, never played Europa in Europe. Europa, Nicaragua is, is no, it, he, if he plays in Europa. Stick in Europa, a fork in him, dude. That dude is never going to Europe. Uh, trophies. And, and with each passing um, week, the chances for Pineda and Pizarro are are are, are dwindling as well. Pineda yeah, I mean, still has a little bit more hope because I think he is younger than Pizarro. Or am I wrong there? No, he is. He's like two years younger. So I do think he still has a little bit of time, but it's really just discouraging I mean, signs all around, man. You know, that whole team is disappointing the crap out of me. Yeah, the disappointing for for for. You know, for for Mexico fans, but for Chivas fans, they have a guy that, you know, like, like I mean, you know, they, they should be talking about uh, uh, Pizarro, Pineda, and uh, and Pulido, like the three P's. You know, I mean, think about them and, and just nada, well, nada. Well, look, uh, Trophies was was Chivas' uh, best player early in the season, and I mean, he was getting the crap kicked out of him. Uh, so, I mean, I could see, a, you know, potentially a drop in form in these 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 last few games, but I still think. Uh, you know, he's probably Chivas' best game or best player, if not second best player. Pizarro didn't Pizarro. even play against against. Did, did he come off? Did he play the second half? Pizarro last night. Yeah, he did. He did come in. I believe so. Yeah, because I'll admit, este, se me fueron las luces <laughs> about halftime last night. I fell asleep mercifully. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but uh, so I, I did not get to, uh, but I did watch the later today well we were just kind of going through the the teams of a uh, that we thought might not make it and and i i'm still kind of thinking that cholos is probably the only one that will be eliminated in this round yeah i i think all three of them have a chance of not making it honestly uh but i mean i do think that that that, that cholos is the one that is in most danger of not advancing then i would put chivas second and tigres third i mean i think tigres is a way goal is going to save their ass yeah, correct. Yeah, I think they're going to be fine. I think I'm actually thinking they're going to win more easily than 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 we would probably want to think. Even even though it's Stuka and and he likes to keep it close, regardless, I think they'll win comfortably. Yeah, and then they got Gignac up front. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean they have a great team. I mean, obviously they have a great team. I mean, there's no, there, I mean, but. You know, you know, Tigres has laid eggs in this tournament before, so yes, they have. You know, they could they could lay a big egg, and uh, they probably are feeling a lot more pressure for this particular match than than Toronto. I mean, Toronto is expected to lose. 
they're you know, coming off of preseason. They have all kinds of excuses that they can lean on to, so, to is like, hey, you know, we have nothing to lose. Let's just play. Where Tigres has that. Be, it does seem to be some pressure from the fans because they're, they're comparing themselves to Monterrey. Where Monterrey has won that cup and they have it. Well, we've talked about it on the show too. I mean, it's it's the one thing that that's uh, that's eluding Tuca. It is Tuca's white whale. It's uh um, no, well, it's, it's not. I'm going to continually refer to him as a semi choker until, no, no, until, no, until he shuts me up. Oh, me. He's never <laughs> he's never valued the international tournaments. I think that's bullshit, dude. I think that's bullshit. No, le voy a discutir con usted. How dare you, sir? Even. Going back to He's, what it was like around '97 when they were inviting teams to Libertadores, and he straight turned it down. He was at Chivas, and he said, "We don't have a squad to compete. Thank you, but no." And he. he that's what I'm saying. So that's not really valuing. If anything, you're, you're saying your team's not good enough. But I mean, in that particular instance, but no, I'm just saying he's never given importance to him and. And look, I think his his gamble has paid off because he's the one coach that's never been fired. I'd rather I'd rather Tigres win Liga MX than uh, champions, Conca champions. Well, I personally want the Conca champions to be effing huge, to where it's like it's it's like appointment viewing when it's on on Wednesday nights in, in the in, in the late the late winter, early spring. So. You know, so you want to see Chivas lose? I don't necessarily want to see Chivas lose, but I mean, I just, I, I just, I want these games. To, you know, I want it to, you know, I want to see, you know, Fox Sports and NBC on doing doing desk pieces live from Vancouver or from Kansas City or or Torreon. You know, it's because it's a huge or San Jose. I'm, I'm with you, dude. Yeah, I mean, it, that's, what cool. I, that's what I want the tournament to be. I want it to be as big as that. I want it to be the the, and then and then you start sprinkling. You know, a couple of us, like invite two South American teams, or you know, or whatever it is, and just and and then you know, do like an exchange program where we send a couple of ours down to the. It just it, it has the potential to be this 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 gigantically awesome tournament played in in, in, in the great cities. Of I'll be honest with you, John. America. I've liked every version of this competition. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like it. I, I like it's like you know it. It's this is our region, however shitty it may be, but this is our region. So what, man? Like, I like you know it, it's it's a different kind of game for sure, especially when you're playing some of these smaller teams. You know, they're they're doing what they can, so the games get a little bit sloppy. They get a little ugly. I I don't know, man. Like I, I dig it. It's it, this is what this is this is our area. This is what we should be playing. This is what we play. So like, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I want to see the teams get better so that the competition just. You want to see Cibao and Tauro play? I, I understand the MLS. I, I like I like watching all those teams, dude. I don't my, get a chance to see them. Hey man, I think it's fun. This is the, the best round of sixteen. I'm not a snob, dude. The, I'm not a yeah. snob like you. The best round of sixteen game was the Cibao Chivas game in in Cibao. It's not snobbery. It's it's, it's it's the desire for to watch quality soccer. I, but the only no. way you're going to get the quality soccer, Cheekies, I agree with you. But but it, it, they, they have to play. They have to play each other. And make each other better. It's the only way. Let them do that. But th- this whole tournament to me is is it's just as valuable as Superliga was back in the day. I think Superliga was when Donovan missed that that penalty against uh uh what's that dude Miguel from Pachuca Galero yeah. Galero 
Miguel Calero. That Superliga? That wasn't Conca Champions, was it? So that, so that even. It might have been Interliga. I don't even know. No, it was Superliga. It was Superliga. Superliga. Okay. Even, even cool. that small tournament was great, just because of Liga MX versus MLS and MLS getting humiliated in the in the end. That's why I'm watching this tournament. And if MLS actually beats all three of the Liga MX teams, then I'll just sit be sitting back here laughing as well, <laughs> because of you know the you know. Well, well, watching. Why do you watching, want to watch MLS get humiliated, Chiquis? Because it's the rivalry. It's like it's like uh, when Johnny Rico was tweeting out today. He wants to see Chivas lose to Sivao. He wants to see Chivas get the most humiliated, uh, you know, elimination ever. And that's that's the rivalry. That's that's what you. I'm want. with you, Beto. I'm petty. I want to see. That, that's like, my main interest in Conca Champions. Right? When I'm when I'm watching these competitions, yeah, and they're going up against a Mexican team. Yes, the rivalry, and even even if they were playing a Central American team or or, or a Caribbean team, I'd be laughing at the MLS team losing. <laughs> I I can't lie. I, I take a I take a lot of pleasure in in, in in even if I don't even cast the game, but if I see like a a, a surprising scoreline, yeah, I, so I, I can't help but laugh. It's not Major League Soccer for you as much as it is Major League Schadenfreude. <laughs> I think it's just mostly U.S. Mexico, kind of just in soccer terms. It's like, yeah, you know, you know, I'm not like, gonna lie. I've, I, I, I felt that way uh, in, in the past, and uh, you know, there, there are moments. You know, obviously, if it's uh, Liga MX, you know, the, the the league that I grew up watching in MLS, I'm gonna, you know, root for for the Liga MX side to to win, and you know, hopefully the and 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 a good match, and uh, you know, the the fan of me says that, but. You know, I, I also want to see this tournament grow, and I think that the only way that that happens is for MLS sides to start winning uh, at junctures like this, and then when I'm not saying that, but but eventually it will happen, the, and it's going to happen. The logical side, John. The logical side, yeah, I agree with you. You know, like for the betterment of of, of everyone concerned, yeah, it would behoove everybody for everybody to get better, no, no doubt. But I'm still a fan. And when it comes down to it, it's, it's, it's funny. And even, and just to go back to like Betzel's point earlier, like, you know, sports is where we get to be our, 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 our most pettiest versions of ourselves. And, and we take pleasure in seeing the teams that we don't like lose. Like, I mean, I'm not a anti Chiva. Um, I kind of, defense can, can get a little bit annoying. So, so I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, I took some pleasure in seeing them lose. I was rooting for them, but when they ended up losing, it it it, it caused a you know it made me laugh. Just, Can I uh, share something that's been very been dogging me for for going on? I guess it's going on almost uh, at least well, I guess about a month or so. Is the freaking uh, Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl win? Man, I I can't take it as a cowboy as a cowboy fan. I can't take it. I can't I can't take it. It's been you hate you hate them more than the skins and oh heavens absolutely okay. absolutely man but it's it's not really it's not really the Philadelphia Eagles themselves as much as it is Philadelphia Eagles fans and not all of them I know I know the, I know the Eagles have great fans I, I've met you know normal people that just happen to be Eagles fans I, it, they do exist. Philly man but uh, no I just I, I I just find their fans to be uh, um, not necessarily obnoxious but, but you know to the point of just of just being mean. And uh, because of that, I've just I've just relished them 
You know, I, I wanted to, you know, to, just like I said, to get this far and just lose and just be humiliated in the whole bit. But it didn't happen. So yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I, that I, that, I, that I'm I haven't quite come to terms with. Hopefully, it will happen at some point in the summer. That's interesting, John. I, I've always wondered about that little because it seems like that's a they all kind of hate each other in that that whole little group of teams. It is. It. I mean, I think you can say that about any any of those uh, divisions. But uh, you know, it's funny because the, the the team that I hate the least out of those of all would are the Redskins, just because I think there's just they, they, that there's a lot of respect there. But the uh, the Eagles and Giants, you see, no mind me says that I can't I can't, I can't deal with either of that. But the Eagles worse. <laughs> it's rough. All right. It's rough, but uh, that's that, that's a topic that uh, you know I could. That I think that Hoed and I are uh, and are a lot alike when it comes to the way that he he views his Chivas and I view the, and I view the Cowboys. I think that I'm I'm the one who's you know whipping myself watching Cowboy games because it's uh, it's mostly pain. Yeah, it is. It is mostly, mostly hurt. Pain. Yes. Hey, well, you you got to enjoy that that '90s uh, Cowboys. So we did, and that was a lot of fun. I got to enjoy the '70s Cowboys, a lot of the '70s Cowboys too. So that I got to see both in my lifetime, and uh, they were both uh, really, really, really fun to watch. Very entertaining. Now, yeah. now you have uh, the Raiders. Uh, see, not just, <laughs> just you know, just because it just it just doesn't seem I have to I have to do this just because. It's just rough. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's, it's, it's been a rough month with this Eagles thing. So I have to play the sad music to, to make fun of myself for being so somber about the whole thing. So, so, so you're not happy with uh, Chucky coming back to the sidelines? Oh, I don't care about him. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, usually when guys take a few years off like that and they come back, it, it's not necessarily the same. Maybe things will be different for him. He'll suck. I- I, it's like that that, that scene in uh, in It's like that in every sport, John. You don't yes. you don't you don't you don't the, the the game the game passes you. But you know you know what it this leaves guy you behind. He's he probably had more access to tape, you know, of, of different teams, different uh tactics than, than 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 he did as a coach, so I think the, that break might be giving him an edge at least to know how everybody else plays and know their Do, uh, am I am I sensing Juan that you're uh Oh, he's a fan. You're a card-carrying oh, member of the Silver and Black? Man, you know what? I I, I mean, I was very upset. Uh, <laughs> violently upset when the, when the tuck bowl, you know, the, the, the tuck rule, when the Raiders lost because... That was... That, that's that's the... That, that is easily the worst call I've ever seen. Easily the most correct call ever made. I mean, it, it was correct because they changed it the next It was a season, terrible right? rule. Yeah, you're right. It was it was a correct call. Terrible rule. Just, just terrible. But it was still heartbreaking because, you know... It's so funny, man. I actually remember that. That, that I remember exactly where I was, where I, who I was watching with, how happy I was, how much I celebrated for hours and hours and hours afterwards. Dan, you oh, are. Man. I'm not gonna lie. You are. You are bringing the heat tonight, my friend. It is it's just funny, dude. Like, there's very few teams that, like, you know, like U.S. Men's NT Raiders. Man, those two teams. Like, yeah, man. Fuck them, dude. Twice. <laughs> So you're, you're a Chargers fan? No, dude. No, no, I was actually a 49er fan for the longest time. I I can't call myself still a fan because I haven't watched a game in a couple years. So I, I'm, I'm I've kind of lost interest in, in football now. But 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 yeah, up until a couple years ago, I was um I was a 49er fan. I grew up uh, watching Joe Montana 
who I had the pleasure of meeting once. Um, did you ever? Yeah. Did you wash your hand? Did you wash your hand after you met him, or did you? Or did you he did you actually him? offered me a drink, and I had left the restaurant. Um, I, I approached him. I was I was collecting my last paycheck at a restaurant I was working at in Marino del Rey. And um, as I was picking it up, my buddy calls me up. He's like, dude, Joe Montana's here, dude. I was like, you have to come down here now. You have to hurry. So I, 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 I drove over there, picked up my check, and like sheepishly, like a little kid, all nervous, approached him and, and, and introduced myself and just told him, you know, what a hero he was when I was a kid. You know, it was just like it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like really pathetic showing for an adult man. And um, you got a dress. That's uh, that's impressive. Now we probably should uh, uh probably uh, put a button on this. Uh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. I would want to. I'm sure Hoyle has, has. If he's if he's still driving, he will have fallen asleep, and I don't want him to have an accident on the 405. Uh, well, oh, most, got, just, got, let, let me just wrap this up real quick, John. Though. Yes. So, as I walk away, my buddy, um, on my behalf, uh. Bought him a, gave him something I forget, and then he's like, "Oh man, bring him back, dude." He's like, "I want, I want to thank him. Like, I, I, I like, I wanted, like, you know, let me like take a picture or something with him. You know, like, I, that's the least I can do." But I had, lo- I had already left. Anyways, we can proceed. Hey, I, I think Jolie's good because he's got his John Cena cardboard cutout with a surprise look. You know. Right. Oh, for his uh, for his ride down the down the four hundred five. Yeah, his carpool. Yeah. All right, so uh, I wanted to jump into uh, you know staying with Concacaf because I think it's just really interesting what's happened this week. They had a rebrand. I don't know if y'all saw that. They have a new logo with uh, with with distinct little parallelograms, I guess we could call those things, little little diamonds uh, that are each represent the, the forty-one nations that are in Concacaf. And they announced that they're going to start the uh, the the Concacaf Nations League, I believe is what the official name is. And uh, they have it, it's set up just like the the one that we talked about with the UEFA uh, a few weeks ago, where they have three pots, and then uh, the lower pots play into their into the upper pots, and vice versa. The lower the upper pots uh, lose into the the upper pots lose into the lower pots, and. Uh, the way it's going to work for the for the top shelf is that it's going to be a group of three. So uh, on a on a fecha FIFA, one team will always have uh, will we'll have uh, will have a buy for for the for the for the for the group stage of that. So there's still going to be an opportunity for for uh, teams to play uh, friendlies outside of the tournament in this uh, in this little setup. And again, it's it's designed to. Give the uh, uh, the little minnows a chance to work their way up to the top, and frankly, I'm okay with it. I think I think it's uh, you know Me- Mexico if if they play in this tournament. As far as Morelia, they're going to be playing Honduras, El Salvador, uh, the U.S., Canada, Costa Rica uh, for the next couple of years. I mean, those are those are the, the teams that they'll be playing with the most in this thing, and then obviously we'll start with the with the hex, et cetera. So. You know, let, let the uh, let the little island uh, folks have a chance to uh, play in something, and also work their way into playing to the gold cup stuff. I think it's uh, I'm 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 perfectly fine with it. I know Chiquis that you uh, do not feel the same way I do. Hey, uh, John, question: uh, Is 
is there teams that are automatically qualified? Because um, I know under Gold Cup, like U.S., you know, Mexico, uh, they're always in. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, is that they're ranked. The, the teams are ranked, and then it's the top uh, the top teams. Uh, the, the CONCACAF, I think Joel posted this on Facebook. Uh, maybe it was last week that the, the CONCACAF now has a ranking and, and their teams that are ranked. Yeah, so the only way that Mexico can fall out of pot A is, is, is if they lose – as if they're relegated, so to speak, into uh, into pot B. Because I see the qualifiers starting in September of this year. Uh, for yeah, for... but Mexico then then play uh, play then play in this tournament until next year. Oh, all right, all right. So it's just <clears throat> basically the the Concacaf minnows trying to exactly yeah they're they're they're, 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 they're they're playing themselves into in, into the tournament. Which is I guess that part didn't change from the the Gold Cup to this to this. No, but, but you're right though. They, they expanded it to include all. Like I said, it's just not just the UCAF for the Caribbean Cup. It's like it's like it's you know they're all play each other. They'll have a couple of rounds of play. I guess they have a couple rounds of play to see also where they stack up, et cetera. So interesting, yeah. And then of course you know they'll have some some of some weeks where they'll be able to uh, play. The, for the, the problem with the friendlies though is is that you know these other countries are going to be doing the same thing. So there's just not going to be that, that that many opportunities, you know. They certainly can't, uh, you know, play one in Mexico and then one in Europe. I mean, that, that's just not going to happen. So in, in that sense, you know, they may they may uh, lose out on some opportunities. But uh, otherwise, they'll you know they'll, they'll you know I, I, who are we kidding ourselves? As if Mexico would play. You know, they might have one friendly every two years in Europe. They're, they're playing everything in the states. Let's let, let's not kid ourselves. So they'll they'll still be able to do that. Yeah, I think the most I've ever seen Mexico play in Europe is when they're because they have the, the World Cup is there and they right they, know, they little, do a little two or three games, which I'm sure they'll do again. Yeah. So hey, John. So I guess this this kind of affects uh, uh, Mexico's uh, participation or possible participation in in. Uh, in Copa America next year as well, right? No, I don't think so because I think that the uh, like they're only doing this during Fecha FIFA. Did I mean this isn't like an outside tournament? This is a a, a Fecha FIFA uh, way of 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 playing. You know, making sure the teams stay in the region, basically. Oh, okay, okay. I see here. So, so forty teams are in. Will be in. Right, and then. And then the championship is March 2020, and the the group phase is September, September to November. Um, so we don't get the we don't get two gold cups a, a, a per cycle. Oh, oh don't, don't don't think that that's not still going to happen. <laughs> so one will be League of Nations, the other one would be uh, yeah. But again, the League of Nations they all they're only going to play that during Fecha FIFA. So all right, yeah. So they're they're not they're not they're not, they're not cutting they're not carving out any other part of the schedule to, to do this. Uh, you know, we, Mexico can always play Iceland and Wales. Hey, you know, Iceland should be thankful to Mexico for as many friendlies as they've played over the years. You know, you know, the Moleros paid off for the for, for the Icelandic for the Icelandics, the, the Vikingos. Coed, did you fall asleep? Are, are you are you back with us now that we're we're back talking talking footy instead of pointy ball, as as you like to call it? I don't, I don't think Hoyle is. I'm back. I'm he's back, back. John. He's back. He's back. I we am didn't, back. We didn't put you to I sleep. Was we... No, no, I'm just 
running to Marant. The way to put you to I sleep. Was, I, I was I listening think, uh, to the... I think our friend of the show, Sergio, was was enjoying the Raider talk, though. Is he, he, is he, is he a Raider hater, or is he a... No, he strikes me as a Raider fan. Okay, oh, me, me llaman para atrás y, y luego me corta. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Because I, I, I thought Jolie I, I, I wanted to take a peek. I, I, I took a peek at the chat to see what, 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 what the people were talking about. Search, search is long overdue to be in the show. He's a man. He's a friend of the show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna more than likely drink with him tomorrow. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy he's gonna be drive, making a. The drive from from you know, uh, Orange should, County uh, tomorrow. And a resident Americanista has been MIA. And it's surprising because we're doing good. You know, I think because of that, I think that we should just just just. Uh... <laughs> You know, I play that as much for Ron as as I do for Hoyt. I hope you don't mind Hoyt. I actually rather you know enjoy it, but I I, I I like I like the if you could somehow mix in the the sound of the eagle at the end or something. Oh yeah, let's see. Like maybe see. make a, a custom one. Oh, I see. Like 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 edit it together. Yeah, like where you could yeah. just like you know, like like a yega and then. Oh, see, I did. Uh, I do when I when I do play that clip. Dan, I do pot up the eagle there at the. I don't know if you noticed that, but I always bring it up just so that, so that it's hey, audible. Hey, I, I read somewhere that uh, that uh, Sevilla was thinking of adopting that that Parchi's uh, 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 anthem as well, modifying it to fit their, you know. Since well, it, may, it does make sense because that would was, be cool. Was a Spanish <laughs> band, so I'm not sure exactly where they were from. No, and, and America took their anthem, right? So. Well, I mean, I had the anthem, but you know, but but when Parchis came over in the in the, I mean, it was like 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 the. No, British I'm saying invasion. their 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 new their new their new uh, song that they came up with. I think it was a a oh, ripoff of the Sevilla. Total ripoff, yeah. So it'll be kind of cool that they can like you know swap uh, sw- swap songs. They can be like uh, sister clubs. Sevilla doesn't have enough syllables. You know, you have to say Sevilla. I mean, like you're missing one. Oh yeah, it's yeah. yeah. So it wouldn't work. It wouldn't. No, work. it wouldn't work. Well, you know, we we would love for 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 Serge to come on have a have a little. Uh... If they said Sevilla Football Club, you know, that that's a mouthful. Sevilla Football Club. Sevilla FC. I mean, I guess I could kind of work it, you know, but uh, hey, you know, just. Hey, so uh, one of the guys on YouTube has a question. Uh, firm, firm sixty five. He's asking if. Uh, if there's a league uh, coefficient for the CONCACAF Champions League now, similar like, to like a to percentage, UEFA. yeah, like if you know if if, if all the champion, if they, let's say you know league rankings, yeah, the, the league coefficient where the, the champion from let's say from Mexico gets a you know a higher coefficient because they're I don't know, but I would guess that there isn't um, because I believe that for the longest time um, Costa Rican teams were vastly outperforming MLS clubs, at least for a while, where the MLS representation still outnumbered the Costa Rican. And I, but I, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think it's, it's, it's been necessarily used. I think it's been a mixture of, of maybe merit and kind of like where the money is. Well, here's the, uh, I think I think Costa Rica gets three teams in. 
and MLS gets four, but then they have the Canada thing, so they really get five. MLS gets five teams in this tournament. Four American teams and one Canadian team. Yeah, and and I guess like based on on like results, I I, I and that might be changing now because I, I, I it does seem like MLS teams are, are starting to bet. But I, I do think for a while it, it seemed like the Costa Rican teams were getting the short end of that of, of that deal. It just seemed like they they, they probably deserved based on their performance, you know, because they, they they typically would go farther in the competition. So, but I could be wrong. The, no, um, I, mean, I mean, there's no. I mean, there, there were times where where MLS wouldn't even make it wouldn't even make it to the quarterfinals from from the group stage. I mean, you know, this time they get to they advanced they didn't start the tournament until the quarterfinals. So they've been given every opportunity. It is funny though, right? Like the 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 the, the opportunities that the MLS sides have gotten, yet the league as a whole, they're very they're they're very much like Tuca, where they don't really respect the competition all that much. I mean, if, if this was a competition they really wanted to win, they would somehow find a way to to to, to start their season earlier, to give their chance to give their teams a a, a legitimate chance of winning it. Right. I mean, it's not just that, but I mean, I mean, they also, I mean, I, I think the MLS, uh, you know, heavily lobbied, uh, as well as Mexico to, to, to not even have them play the first round. I mean, for MLS particularly, because I mean, that, 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 that's when their season's winding down and they're, you know, they, you know, there are teams that are in a playoff push that, you know, have to make a nine hour trip. I mean, who wants to do that? You know, you know, midweek to, to go to some place that there were, it's, you know, 90 degrees and 90% humidity in the, you know, especially in the summer. I mean, you know, they, you know that that certainly was not uh, something that that they were wanting. I mean, a lot that you know they're in the middle of a play, of a playoff chase. So, you know, for for them to to not have to worry about that and to have this, you know, as the only thing. I mean, you're right, Dan. I mean, you know, at at the very least, have a little, uh, you know, of the four teams that are playing. Like I said, do a preseason quadrangular where you all you all play each other and then have a you know and then have a final. So you know, somebody gets four games out of the deal. You know, and in in good, uh, you know, against good competition. Hey, uh, hey, John. I guess I misunderstood uh, the, the the listener's question. They they're asking for a, a league ranking, as in which is the best league in in Concacaf. Um, but I don't I don't think that. Oh, the best league is Mexico. So. Yeah, I, I guess he's asking for a formal ranking, though, if there is one within Concacaf. No, I don't think that they rank the leagues. Uh, I know that they started ranking the national teams. Uh, the, the, that just came out uh, last week because I know that Joel, uh, Joel posted that on our Facebook page. But as far as leagues, I don't think that there is um, um, there is any kind of coefficient or ranking for that, you know, specifically. But I do think, to Dan's point, that, that you know there should be because, I mean, you know, you know, here here's one that you know the, the winner of the Copa Mekis, Super Copa Mekis that they play in in, uh, in the summer. Why doesn't that earn them a chance to you know play in the group stage of the champions? I, I think a fifth Mexican team deserves that chance uh, to, uh, to to make it through. So so you know why not why not give uh, Copa Mekis so when you know, you know that way they can dangle a carrot in front of the uh, the teams that are in Copa that are in Copa Mekis right now. Well, yeah, based on merit, it's it's without question Mexico probably have six teams in in, in it, but. So obviously they're 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 trying to. I'm not going to say drag along. That sounds terrible, but that's what came to mind. But like I do feel like that's on some level how 
MLS is being treated. It's like, can you just like just help us get better? Because because this is where the future is, kind of thing, where they 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 kind of shun Costa Rica a little bit. But but, but that, that's honestly like I guess how how I saw it at the time because it just seemed. But now. I, 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 you know, for all this talk that you were talking about, you know, how you want to make these teams, uh, how you want to make these regions better, how about everybody get on the same calendar? Yeah, um, um, you know, you know what, Dan, I kind of have an opinion on, uh, on the on the way they structured this 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 Champions League. And somebody else has a question. It, it kind of segs into what you were saying about a, uh, uh, the the future of the leagues, but. Yeah, I think the way they set it up is to make MLS uh, more attractive to to their own viewers, you know, because uh, uh, so I guess it is to set up ratings for MLS teams because they have them meeting uh, the Mexican clubs where which they seem to match up better, um, you know, because they're the underdogs than compared if they were going to uh, to play the the Central American clubs where they would be more of the the favorite and they'd have to come out and play, you know. <coughs> Um, but somebody had a question: Is where, where do they see Liga MX and MLS uh, twenty years from now? Where do I see them twenty years? I, I think that they'll be uh, personally. I think that the, 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 they'll be in some some form of more of a partnership than they are than they are now. I think that they'll probably have a combined uh, a combined one off tournament that they'll play every year, and I think it'll again. I think it'll be massive. And. Uh, I mean, I, I I I see them competing for the same players over the next twenty years, and you know, some teams in one league will win, and some teams in the other league will win. I think I think that they'll be that they'll be very competitive. Do you think they're gonna? There's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a much more balanced uh, balance. The leagues the, the, are gonna be much more balanced as far as like uh, compared to each other. Um, I, I, I have trouble seeing eventually. The I think it will happen. I think eventually, but I think, I think that the playing styles will be different. But 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 I do think that uh, you, you know, can't the, see me. You can't see me right now, John. But I'm shaking my head. I'm shaking my head like like like, like, like no like, no chance. No, not not that there's no chance. But I'm like, I guess I've been hearing this for a awful long time about the the gaps closing and and about. But like until I see it, then then I'm gonna remain skeptical. And well, how say how that... do you find the, the you know the the the, the gap closing like, like that that they win consistently? No, that they win, and so, that they so... start winning, and that they kind of yeah. like that where 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 it's not a foregone conclusion. Okay. Where where like if you were to put money in Vegas, like because I'm pretty sure well, that do it, you like, see it as a foregone conclusion? Is the, these three games? Any of them? For the most part, yeah. I, I have, uh, like I said, I don't, I don't, I, I personally have serious. I, I can't see Tigres not winning, not going through. Um, now, do I think Chivas can lose? Yeah, but keep in mind this is the seventeenth team on the table right now, so they're playing like shit. So yeah, I could see them losing. Um, Cholos, yeah, they're they're actually doing, they're higher in the table, but. Their current form tells me that, that that they would be so. Them losing doesn't exactly um, surprise me, but like the but Tigres and America, I don't see anyone getting touching them. It's going to be one of those two teams. Um, the only teams that can knock them out is another uh, Liga MX team, M- Liga MX side. Right. That's how I see it. So the only way that either Tigres or America 
doesn't win. The, I mean, the, the only team. And I don't know how, that, how that, the that tables work out. But yeah, well, I don't. They're think on the any, same side uh, of the bracket, so they'll play each other in the semis. Okay. If they you, know, you know what? Um, I I think Dan's right that those that, that Chivas and Cholos could very well lose, and and there's uh, the distant possibility that uh, um, Tigres could lose, so that could change. Uh, you know, the whole uh, the, the 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 gap is closing because. Oh man! If, if they if they take out Tigres, that'll be a pretty good statement. You, you know what the um the the guys uh the the stats guys the soccer nerds, uh I guess he's got some data that he's gonna uh, be releasing, where he kind of he he was kind of implying that the gap closed or it's closer than before. Well, you know, of course it's a, closer than it was before. I mean, that, I mean that's just, so so be, by definition well, right. the gap is closer. Yeah, but he's uh, let me see where's the uh, he he put out the. Man, really, know, looking, put out at those, some... looking at those numbers is like reading a super long article. It's like too long, didn't read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> you gotta understand all those dots and all that stuff. I, I wish Joel would come on, you know, because he's kind of got a good grasp of it. And yeah. I guess maybe try to get him in here and explain what what the hell they're talking about. Bunch of nerds. But that's that's like going into the weeds and stuff, man. The, the gap has to like if if all three of the MLS teams win. That's where, you know, you can talk about the gap closing and stuff. And I think that would actually, like, it sort of goes to where Mexico getting eliminated the last World Cup. If that were to happen, I would be sort of not happy, but I would be like, take that Liga Me- or take that Mexican Federation. What are you going to do to fix, to fix what's going wrong? Uh, and the same with Liga MX. Pacto de Caballeros and all this stuff. Fix if all these League MX teams. You guys honestly believe that if they lose to MLS, they're going to have like some sort of earth-shattering revelation? Well, oh my God, we're well, I, I actually have another question too, John. Like, do you really think? Um, do you think Liga, a, a League MX team losing to an MLS team is indicative of something going wrong, or maybe they're just doing something right? You, you guys, me, it's, it's not as if this hasn't happened before. Well, if the MLS wins a couple, knocks them out a few, you know, uh, let's say they win this year and the next couple of years. No, well, I'm maybe... saying lift the trophy. Lift the trophy yeah, yeah, once, yeah, break, do at I least mean, once. They, let's say they like, lift until the next then, three, I can't take trophies. it seriously. Well, if they were to lift the next three to four trophies, then maybe they're, you know, they finally arrived on the scene and, and maybe there's more money in there for the Mexican clubs to take it more seriously. I mean, is that... Well, That's I think them winning it once is enough. We're like, all right, they're they're they they've clearly caught up enough to a point where they can actually lift the trophy, you know, and, and represent the region. So I, I think. Oh, you broke it, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially, uh, and that's what I'm waiting for. I'm not I'm not just totally trying to be dismissive, but I'm like, I need to see it first. You know, and, and then we can talk well, about, like, oh, Do you okay. think it'll happen between now and the next 20 years? I'm going to say... I'll get one. I in think. the 20... In 20 years, yeah. Okay. In 20 years, yes. In, in the next... In the, okay, we're, it's like prices, right? In the next in the next 10 years. What'll happen in the next 10 years? How, well, they've won two, haven't they? No, they or haven't. United won it in United won one. I yeah, but they haven't won one in, in the most recent incarnation. Since 2008. Will they, will they do it within 10 years, Dave? 
10 years. Ten Within years. 10 years? I'd say it's possible. It's just that the way they lose in Mexico, that's what, like, is, I'm like, man, this team's, yeah, these yeah, teams the, are, are, are far away, man. The like, winning percentage don't... in Mexico is, like, they've, they've won, I think, two or three times out of, like, 28. And the way they lose, too, like, most of the times are really lopsided. Like, like you see, like, sixes, you know, like, six to something. Five to something, like sometimes, you know. So, so not recently. One, one... Not recently. Really, it just seems. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. It, it, three to one, two, three to two, two to one, stuff like that. I would, I would say, like the Pachuca. Uh, Who did they play? Yeah, Pachuca Dallas was sort of. Yeah, it was it was one one in Dallas and then two one in in Pachuca. Yeah, it wasn't too much. Even though uh, I think Chucky. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe maybe things have changed recently, but uh, I just um, the record still though still pretty abysmal. So I mean, until they're able to 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 put something together like that, and yeah, until then, then I'm I'm going to remain a, very much a skeptic. Where I, I've been hearing the ten year, <laughs> twenty year, let's just add another ten years. Yeah, yeah, but, to but, this. Those, but those numbers they, were never they really too. realistic though. They they yeah, won two, you know. That's old. That's they, irrelevant, they, though, man. Was it DC United and LA Galaxy? Are they are they the two teams that won? Yeah. yeah well, you, I mean, well, you're telling me that. Well, like well, I'll put it to you like this, John. You asked me, do I see it happening in ten years? But have you seen the team? Do you think the teams have improved that much, or or there's a big that much of a difference in the last twenty years? Between, I don't in, think in so. The last twenty years, from from two thousand eight, there's been, there's been from there's been really now, absolutely there's a huge there's massive. I don't think so. Oh, there, come I on, mean, dude. So, so some of these teams um, in MLS, like like uh, like when Bob Bradley was coaching Chivas USA, that was a pretty decent squad. That was a decent team. There's been decent, pretty good, decent teams prior, like that 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 could easily challenge plenty of uh, Liga MX sides. But as a whole, for them to for one team to actually lift the trophy, that's what hasn't happened. Like, there's been good teams coming through already. There's been better players. It's not like it's been like this linear improvement where the the teams are just continually just getting better, better, well, yeah, better, better, the, better. Is that? Uh, I mean, but but how how many of those teams are there now? I think that that, that that that's what you have to look at to see if if the league is improving. How from top to bottom is is, is the league? You know, and, and as far as something, I mean, they're there. I believe. I mean, I mean, twenty. And years top to bottom, MLS, yeah. MLS I actually think it's probably unwatchable. I mean, it was I would, bad. I would guess that the, the top to bottom, the, the the quality might be even be maybe even getting diminished. Okay. I, I well, just I because think because because of, the, because of expansion. expansion, yeah. Which is again why I th- you know I don't I think think it's getting better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I but, think uh, I think MLS has been uh, improving slightly. But I think they've been improving because they're attracting more, like uh, older European players, and then more higher quality South American players. Younger players. I think they're recruiting a lot better younger players that aren't I think, completely yeah, I over think the hill. If they beat out Liga MX teams on those South Americans and there are those younger and better quality, even Central American players like Panamanian players and Honduras players. If they beat Liga MX teams out for those players, that's when they'll start beating Liga MX teams in these in these games, and not necessarily. Well, see, that's they start that's, that's honestly the, the biggest issue. Uh, like the, the the Ronaldo, like you're saying, John. Like if they start bringing in the youth Mexican players, that's when their 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 quality is going to go down. 
that's when they're going to keep on. <laughs> One thing why, I, I want to really Mexican players. totally on topic, but I was, I was kind of wondering, I was like, I wonder if Jovinko and like, uh, Gignac are looking at each other like, like if they're, if they got like a little rivalry thing amongst themselves, like as being like the, the European stars, I guess. El, el, el top euro. Yeah. It's interesting. It, you, you know, you guys are speaking of uh, the MLS quality. I, I, I watched like the first 20 minutes of the Atlanta, uh, the Tata Martino team versus uh, Houston Dynamo. And, and what drew me in was it was Tata Martino's team. So, you know, he's a, you know, coach with a pedigree uh, or at least supposed to be. And uh, it was just, it was a disaster, man. They were, they, I think they went down. 4-0. Yeah, like, but I mean, like in the first 20 minutes, they're already losing like 2-3-0. And uh, it was just terrible. It was, uh... you know, ultimately, as 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 Chiggy's pointed out, you know, MLS is going to get better when they attract the better serviceable uh, South American players. When they out, when they start outbidding the Liga MX teams for 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 those guys, for the uh, like the Nico Castillo types. Or even like a, a Johnny Tava. When they start getting those guys, then yeah, I think that the the the, the, the playing field will be level. Uh, will will be a lot more level for sure. And 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 is it going to happen in the next twenty years? Who knows? But 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 I, but I do think that eventually it will, it, it will happen. And and then that's going to be a long. That's going to take them a long way. You know, as you guys said, I mean, who? You know, that the, the, they both have. They both are going to end up copying each other with 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 things that the other one does well. And what what Liga Mekis has done well for years is is they've imported, you know, g- good but not great, you know, like on a scale of one to ten, they're bringing in a lot of a lot of sevens and eights. The nines and tens are going to Europe, but a lot of sevens, sevens and eights. So, a lot of so you think this? Uh, so you're saying that this mixing of, of ideas is a good thing? Well, I I, I mean I honestly believe that I don't think Liga Mekis. Uh, now again, I don't live in Mexico, so I'm, but I'm, I'm not sure what the uh, what the ratings, et cetera, are down there, and 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 I know that it's still big, but I, but I do think that that that, that they are ultimately going to be joined at the hip, and 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 that they're going to have a a very symbiotic relationship. Well, the yeah, that that the whole symbiotic thing, I can, yeah, that, so that, so if, if that's the case, then I want it to be as good as possible. And if it means that they can have, you know, and you know, I, I, I uh, uh, Tom Marshall over the past uh, weekend, you know, uh, uh, printed out the list of, you know, these are how many Mexican players have been playing in Liga MX, and it was like, like a hundred, I think it was, a hundred Mexican players playing in Liga MX. I think it was was what the number was. So out of that hundred, out of that hundred, and and the twenty or so that are in Mexico or that are playing in Europe, that is Mexico's player pool to pick twenty three guys. That's it. John, and, and this was a topic we, we, we've touched upon a few times last year in our gentleman's agreement that we, we haven't, we haven't done one recently. Right. But, but yeah, we, we, um, it, it should be worrisome because that's a very low number. And, and, and also that, which is why I, I think a lot of fans shouldn't be so, so down when they see more and more players coming to MLS. Yeah, you know, I, I know they want them to be in the top Euro teams, but 
I think things would change though if 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 it were players that were breaking into MLS sides and 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 performing. You know, like I mean, like I, I watched this uh, LAFC uh, match, or at least part of it. Villa looked really good. Like I mean, like look, man, like if if he was he was going to be for sure. If players are going to be playing well and they're going to be developing, then then I'm all for it. I I understand, but see, you you don't start. You know, they're not going to start from the bottom up. They're not going to get players to see if if they if they turn out to be good. It's it's like when you see like La Liga or Serie A, and they go after so many Argentines. They're willing to go after so many because they they already have a lot of the the better ones. That have already made made their players marketable. All, all those teams have really good players. So, so getting a player from that country, it, it already seems like a good buy. Which, which is, I think, that's that's why some of the, for me some of the top Mexicans have to do really good in MLS, so that when the fans hear, oh, they're they're going after this young guy, they're more hopeful. Because we pretty much and, and make it's, the comparison. Huh? And it's not just that, Juan. I mean, in, in addition to that, is you know, if, if you're 19 and you have a couple of good years at in you know playing for the new expansion Nashville team or you know whatever it is, and you know, you know, some Benfica or you know PSV you know, comes calling, you're 21. Does it make a difference whether you leave from Liga MX or if you leave from MLS? I mean, isn't that the isn't that the end goal? I mean, isn't it? I mean, with, with no, the way that it, the sport is now, that you want as as many Mexicans no, as possible playing in your... No, it, it doesn't at all, John. But but still, we need we need like the Geos and, and the Velas, and we need them to to leave a good impression, you know? Right. To to leave a good mark so that the clubs are more willing to bring players. Not not you know because other than that. They're just gonna go to the proven to the proven grounds and and go after third rate, fourth rate Argentine and Brazilians. When when as you said earlier, we're Liga MX man. There's plenty of players there that the league has closed the doors to. So so who's better though, a third rate or fourth rate uh, Argentine? To me, they're the same. No. They're the same, but but you want player. your players because the more playing time your players have. The greater the odds that those players are gonna, end, some of those players are gonna end up doing, you know, becoming better. I know, but you're you're talking about a player who can't make it in Liga MX, so they go to MLS. If MLS is nearly the same level as Liga MX, why is MLS team gonna well, want? Well, see, this is the thing. It's not like that they can't make it. It's just that it's very limited. It, it's very limited spaces. So a lot of them That's don't the won't even. I mean, we, we've used the example of Oribe before. Oribe took him a, a while to to get a fair shot, and he's one of the best Mexican strikers ever. And, and he, if, if he was probably coming up right now, he would have had an even more difficult chance. Yeah, to... Oribe didn't become like a starter probably till he was what twenty four, twenty five, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and later that's than like, that. like like later like, than that, yeah, probably twenty seven, twenty eight, yeah. Hey, um, that's incredible. Could could AFC? Uh, challenge uh, uh, the the Mexican clubs for 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 getting top players because from what I understand is they they got the deepest pockets in 
in all of the league, right? And they're willing to. to, to oh yeah, to they got Vela. Right? Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, think got, I think MLS Vela. has a couple things going for them. They don't have the Mexican media, which the players hate. I think that's a, a one big thing. Um, I think look, and when they look at other guys like Gio and Jonah and Nel Vela enjoying life over here, stress free, you know, you can still play whatever. I, I MLS and just being a, over here is is becoming more and more attractive. I think to a lot of these players, you can have a private life. Yeah, for now. So, uh, Juan, have you seen? Uh, have you been partying with uh, with Joe with, with Vela? Giovanni Vela? Yeah. Do you know where no, they no, live? No, but I, I mean, I've, I've been watching the some. Of, I've been keep. I mean, I haven't been watching. I've been keeping up with the Lakers, which I'm sure uh, you know Vela's probably been at every game, being the ball boy or something. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I, I you know Gio's not. Not up to snuff, man. He got subbed out early in his debut game. This is first game. game he first game. And and well, he, yeah, and, he and we know we know tired. Gio. Gio, like it's uh, he's not a guy that's going to give you like a, a full performance almost ever. So he's, 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 imagine well, him. Uh, he'll have the best preseason of his life, though. <laughs> best off season. You know, wait, wait. you know, running on sand isn't easy, Beto. Did you did you take a look at some of my uh, Santos uh, players uh, training in the preseason in, in the dunes? Oh no, I didn't. Hardcore stuff, dude. You'd be impressed, dude. These were these super like steep dunes, and they were just like just mowing through them, dude. Were they shirtless? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, dude. I mean, you you can't you can't you can't. You can't um, you can't put in work like that without with shirts, dude. You gotta go shirtless, dude. Under that 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 harsh uh, Durango Chihuahua uh, uh, sun. What was their scrimmage? Top versus bottoms. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <laughs> like skins versus shirts or something? It's oh, skin yeah. versus shirts. Yeah, that's, that's what shirts. I meant. Yeah. <laughs> like they're running around with their tops off, their tops, <laughs> tops off with their bottoms off. I was like, I'm like, I don't know, man. That like, uh, that that's not how we chose teams. <laughs> <clears throat> but okay. So, Joel, I wanted to ask you. So, you you live three blocks from from LAFC's new stadium, and now you've gone down the OC. So, you're like an hour away now. I am, but my brother lives. I, I live about 10 minutes, and my brother lives much closer, so I must still be able to park in front of his house and then walk to the stadium. He'll only charge you $10 instead of 20 You get 10 <laughs> no, I think they charge up to 50 now, John. Uh, yeah, you and I paid 50 right now in front, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, John's being modest. He, he actually paid. He took out his wad, and he just... I think I said... He, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, that's that's the one thing where I was like, oh man, I would have liked to have been super close, but but I'm still glad the team is there. I I think two teams 
in LA is is potential for a rivalry. And like I was telling some of these guys, there's already gonna be three Mexicans on the field. I, I expect there will be more. I'm thinking after the World Cup they might bring in maybe one well, or someone. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I, I was I was looking up at that. I guess um Cheech and and Guardado they candidate up on the on the on the same team as Vela or Gio because I don't know I don't understand the rules but I guess their their rights are owned by by other teams already unless unless they would have to be well, traded only do like trades yeah the, like it, well Darwin's supposed to go to MLS too right I think he might attract some at least I'd be I mean maybe I'm just I'm just wearing my Santos uh hat right now but where I think he'd be an attractive uh, signing. MLS would do him would do him a world of good, I think. Or he might go back to Santos while America takes Dijanini. Listen, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. That's very much possible. Remember when Chivas was trying to sign Oribe, they they gave him to America, you know? No, actually Chivas turned down the offer because Oribe actually played for Chivas during Libertadores. He was one of the he was one they, of the refuerzos. They were they were interested when when he went to America. They were trying to. I know, but but at that point, Chivas already had him in the squad, and and they <coughs> he played. He, he wore the to, jersey. Yeah. He, they could have bought him if they right, wanted right, to he, at that point. I mean, he was having a resurgence at that point. That's when he moved to America. But I, I, I clearly remember uh, Chivas' uh, resurgence, dude. It. Once he went, to, once he started playing for Santos, dude, he was well, a star. Well, him and Hercules Gomez, they had a resurgence there. They, they weren't, you know, they had breakout seasons there with, because uh, I guess they had that that Catalan working with the first team. But but you know what, Iradagori, he's on record and he said, he said that Vergara never really made much of an effort. So America came in, you know, they, they dropped No the... lo quiero, por feo. That's <laughs> yeah. what he said. <laughs> yeah, America made the offer. She was never really made much much of a fight. So, and, and also I think it, overall... Did they, they, they come up through the... Did, didn't he play for Chivas at one point? For Libertadores. Yeah. He, he was oh, one of the refuerzos, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying at that point, the, the club could have signed them. And they, I guess they, they figured the that he wasn't good enough. Yeah, they chose not to. Dude, w- yeah, wouldn't you take him now? Wouldn't you even take him now? The, the, the I keep, the I'm half trolling people on, on big soccer, but I'm, I'm letting them. I was like, man, you guys should be going over your. You should, guys should just be breaking the bank to sign this guy right now. You need goals. Even if he's even if he's even by even if it's a thirty five year old, I mean, hell, you're holding on to a much lesser striker in Bravo for the longest time. Um, <laughs> shit, and there's man. rumors that he might come back. Oh, you're gonna have to say Julie. There were no, some rumors. I, I, don't, I don't think so, but they were that'd there. Be rough, dude. But but I mean, Oribe, I think <laughs> would improve the team dramatically. And he fixes that whole thing that Polito was talking about, like if someone someone with balls, you know, someone that's actually gonna like lead the team and and and, and tell everyone's like we're gonna win this, we got this. <laughs> that that is sounding like a Chivarmano right now. This is Raya's move. 
I'm just a I'm an I'm an Oribe believer, dude. And, Changing from and, green and, to red. And, and, and the truth is, is that Oribe looks like he's getting slowly faded, like getting moved to side, moved to the side. Um, but and no, but I but think, think Oribe still... recently gave him a contract. I think they, you know, they gave him a nice bonus. I'll tell you what, that goal that Oribe scored uh, against Chivas over the weekend, I, I think I think booked him a spot. Onto, onto, onto the World Cup team. But John, you know, fun if, fact there was da- that, if there was doubt, I agree with you, man. If there was any you know, doubt you know, about whether not to include him. Five out of the last eight up, goals that um, America has scored on Chivas have been from Oribe. You know, John, thank you for bringing that up because, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, Dan's mentioning that he's lost a step or, you know, but, I mean, he looked like, well, I, I mean, Alanis looked like, a, like he was freaking lost on that play too, so he kind of, but, I mean, it was a nice play. Oh, dude, you can't blame Alani for, for Oribe doing the media vuelta going the other way. I mean, that was just, you know, on on on, on his on his off foot. It was that? I mean, that's that is that is the very definition of a. I don't, I don't throw the golazo <laughs> terms. I know. Very he often, makes it look that easy. was a John, he makes it look so easy. We think we could do it. When did golazo become so cheap? <laughs> he, he, he looked like Caravaggio. Univision. Univision, you mean that dude, Pablo, Pablo, what's his name? That well, they're all guilty, man. They're all Pablo guilty on something. Come on, man. It's not a golazo. The golazo's, golazo's <laughs> almost sacred. You call you something a golazo when, when, you yeah. know, something that you've never seen. I mean, sometimes, sometimes like a golazo from a great pass, you know, that's a golazo. All the pass was outstanding. You know, you know, I think of Junior's goal in, uh, in, 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 Against Argentina in, in in the World Cup in Spain, he's, he scored the, the third goal when they beat him three to one, and he didn't do it. I mean, he didn't do anything other than just like put it in the corner. But the pass went through like four Argentines, just waited beautifully, caught him, you know, after a forty yard run and just perfectly in stride, and he just pops it. I mean, that's a golazo. Yeah, the 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 golazo, um, your team, dude, Pumas uh, Atlas. Was it no Pumas? Um, who was it? Um, where they combined and he did the dummy and he and he let the he was on a on a counter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, like against... that was a freaking goal. Like I screamed it out loud. Like oh my god, that was just perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. Where the guy just let, let, let the ball go between his legs. Yeah, and then yeah. like he just kept on going and kept the run on, and then just like ah, it was just a thing of beauty, man. I was like, man, I could just watch that over and over yeah, again. Th- those were the good old days of the early, early, <laughs> the early part of the or the early part of the season. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watch Super Campeones, but that, that show had a lot of golazo. Well, I used to like uh, that, and then also uh, that show that Ron and I used to watch, the, the, the tiny little news bit on the Galavision that would show the Mexican national news, and they would have the the sports segment, and they would do like Colección Privada and stuff, and they'd show you, you know, golazo, here's the best you know, Tiros Libres and the in the and the Cruz Azul Atlas here. You know, they should get ten just just outstanding, crazy good goals because obviously because they have the whole you know have the whole catalog. You know what? I I used to love that show, uh, Super Campeones. I, I would watch it, but I think there was like one golazo in the whole series, right? Because like every episode, the the ball moved like five feet, right? But I mean, do you get your kids to practice the uh, huracan and el viento? <laughs> That's from the the Coyoto twins when. One of them drops to the ground, and then the second one jumps, and with his feet he propels them further up in the air. No, no, we haven't got to that one. 
<laughs> Did you guys ever watch Cometa, or is that, or am I dating myself? Yeah, you're you're dating. I I think Ron would know though. Is the other one I'm talking about. Ron, I, I'm thinking Cometa maybe something from Canal 13 or something. No, no, it was it was on Canal 5. It was it was dubbed. It was a it was a Japanese show that uh, was dubbed in Spanish, and Cometa was the I think the housekeeper. There was these two kids, Takeshi and Koshi. And it was just a just a very weird, very weird little show. I was watching Massinger Zeta, John. Was, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh, that was awesome. like Voltron type. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I used to. Okay, I used to watch old. I used to watch Voltron. Yeah, okay. Or, or if Dan doesn't get it, it's like like Power Rangers, Dan, but like for the eighties kids. What are you? Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you turning this <laughs> up, my dude? What what the fuck, dude? Come on. No, no, no. I'm probably older than you. I'm probably I'm I'm 39. Oh, same I have Voltron. Power Rangers. Come on. Yeah, my bad, dude. Power Rangers. Right. Dan is just maybe may, may, maybe legal <laughs> Just just bringing it, bringing it tonight. Maybe if Rigoberto, like maybe Rigoberto's, he he's a, he's a younger he's a younger he's guy. He, he Disney XP generation. Now. Honestly, I don't know what the you guys are talking about. So you don't remember Voltron? No. Is that is that was that after your after my cartoon watching days? Yeah. When I was really on the head. No, of Voltron was legit, dude. I got I got diecast uh, for for the geeks here. Who I, I I I still have a diecast at my mom's house. Set of the of, of the whole the whole set. It's like he won't let your kids touch it. No, 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 no. Well, it's missing pieces, dude. But, but the, the 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 actual all the all the lines or whatever they're they're all intact and, and in good shape. Yeah, man, those those things cost a lot of money now. I don't know. I don't I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I mean, y'all are just sitting there talking about the stuff, and I'm just. It's not, like uh, I'm uh, sorry. It, 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 it I got inspired because like I, I got accused because I really hated the Power Rangers as a kid. I was, I mean, well, it was after like I was already kind of I was already older and I found yeah, it. Yeah, Power Rangers. Like, what is this Power Rangers stuff? Like early nineties. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, this is stupid. I'm like, I'm like, and it's a ripoff of Voltron. Like I, I resented it. So like, yeah, so was, yeah, he, he. I got a little rustled when I got accused of being a, being a fan. I'm like, Wait. Is it the Power Rangers the knockoff of the old uh, anime series, the G Force? Yeah, well, that's that's where they came from. Power Rangers, the whole color schemes, and it was very Voltron esque. Yeah. They're lame, man. Power Rangers. So I, guess, I guess I'm just the Bugs Bunny guy, so I just I never got into that stuff. You were you know, into the violent still, cartoons, huh? Th- those are still good, though, man. The black and white uh, Mickey Mouse is that one too? Uh, some of those are, are, are pretty funny. <laughs> they're the, all they're, they are good, actually. I had a professor in college who would who would have a every year would do a little animated film festival, and uh, <laughs> one of the years I went he had the porky. I don't know if you ever seen the porky bit where he's trying to say, uh, "Son of a son of a son of a, son of a gun." Oh, so you guys. Thought I was going to say "son of a bitch," and of course, the place goes nuts. This is the lady, and, and then this this mom had like her two six year or whatever, and she picked and laughed. It's like, geez, just just for that one word. And the rest of it was 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 just fantastic. Yeah, but some of those old uh, black and white cartoons are. 
Interesting, to say the least. You know, I, actually, I'm a big fan of the uh, of Tex of the Tex Avery cartoons. Those are really, and those are still just timeless classics. Uh, he did like uh, not necessarily droopy, but just that 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 vein of of cartoon. Good, uh, good stuff. Well, John, we should probably wrap it up with. Uh, we, 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 I think we've had a, just a very a very good and animated discussion about the about the gotcha. You know, you know, for for, for folks that. Uh, don't think the Gonga Champions really means that much. We spent like an hour and a half on it tonight. So I just, you know, wanted to point that out. But anyway, we should probably wrap it up with the, uh, with, with, what is actually going on in Liga Mekis, uh, coming up this week. Uh, and we, we didn't even talk about, see, Gonga Champions dominate so much. We didn't even talk about the class, at least, at least uh, not while I was on the classical. Did y'all, yeah, I, I, I did mention that uh, America struggled to beat Chivas. And they didn't look like the, the better team. <laughs> Who didn't look like the better team? America? What a shot. Yeah, I mean, for, you know. For yeah, me, but, like but every, every game, you know, win or lose, I mean, you you, you, you think that Guadalajara's performance is. <laughs> I mean, this one, I just want to just want to rip it well, uh, when I, the game's I, over I, from your from your back porch. Hey, you know what? I mean, for being a big club, second place in the Mexican League, they played like, you know, uh, Football ratonero, you know. You know, and I'm shocked that both of you, you know, you know, being Chivas fans that you are, that whenever, and of course, it hasn't happened very often, so I, I get it. But you know, when Chivas wins, at least, I mean, maybe do it on your on your on your super secret uh, Chivas chat that we <laughs> all have. But you know, I mean, I would think that a, that, a, that a Chivas win would 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 at least you know have some sort of symbolic. You know, gif other than other than other than goats jumping around. I mean, you gotta like 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 drop a, you know, a a a, a, a chant to hit hitting his signature note or you know something like that. I mean, that would be a, you know, you know, the, you would have to say anything else. It would just it would just be perfect. And you guys, you guys need to get creative on your on 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 your on your Chivas victory proclamations. Is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I will admit, every anytime they score a goal, you know, the first. The phrase you will hear if you're near me, especially you know in my in my domain, it will be yeah. uh, a huevo cronies, you know. Yeah. But so you you, you don't uh, get on your back, on your back porch and just give up. <laughs> no, you don't do that. You should. Yes, oh, hey, absolutely. Hey Juan, it sounded like you're Russell because America was hacking you guys. You didn't like the physical play. No, I mean they—they they were hacking. They—they, they, I wasn't Russell. It's just, I mean, for being a big team, they—they they played like a little team, you know. But uh, didn't you get? Did you? Didn't you? Uh, didn't you say that you're, you? You—you uh, you were about to fight a opposing coach on your team because you, <laughs> because he said you guys were hacking. <laughs> Is that my? No, they, they were hacking us. Oh, oh they're hacking you. No, no, I wasn't gonna. Were you? Were you? Were you, were you, were you <laughs> so gonna get after it? No, they, they, it took the coach and his assistant or, or his two assistants. They came over to my side of the field to uh, to talk smack, and then uh, you know the the ref had it like. Uh, this was during know, one of your I like six year old games. <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, they were ten ten years old. It's just you know they um, that other team had more colmillo, so they you know they they were losing, and their players they have a little bit more colmillo, a little bit more uh, uh, you know cancheros. So these guys are still. They're still green to that, so I mean, it was a good experience for them. And I was telling them, "Hey, you gotta, you know, you gotta match their uh, intensity and their their what what did, what did Jolie call it? The roughhousing? <coughs> the 
which uh, an eye for an eye. Yeah, an eye for an eye. And so the other coach got upset because you know uh, I was telling my players to to you know either either they're gonna lie down or they're gonna rise to the occasion, right? And uh, I guess it's and, and you told them a bunch well. of five year olds this. No, 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 I, no, dude. They're they're six, dude. They they they're they're ready for it. At six. <laughs> so you, hey, man. You're, you're no, saying hey, at six, got the elbow sharpeners out. They're, 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 I, I'm with Juan on this one, man. If the other team is bringing it. You told you told a six-year-old, studs up. Studs up. That's right. Studs up, yeah. Aim for, aim for the... <laughs> pranchalo, pranchalo. <laughs> it, I mean, it was funny, you know. And it, you know, it, being, it, being it, as, as, as ethical you, as you are, uh... I, I I would say that I would you know have a, have a hard time with these they, they, these were six years old I, I, I think that these are probably like are they like your right before teenagers or or do you, or do you guys have teenagers Yeah they're they're actually they're 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 gonna be it's um so the age group will be uh, nine and ten so uh you know they're they're almost they're like preteens or whatever um, Yeah so you can actually start teaching them like plays and stuff Yeah I mean they yeah, they're, they they're they're not just running around after the ball at this point they actually have a little structure. Yeah, they're. I mean, the the players they they got a little bit of a. They understand the game well, and they and the the good thing is that at this age you can, they learn so they can still learn really fast, you know. So the other coaches they're, got pissed at y'all for playing the same style that they were playing against you. Um. No. So our playing style, it, it's possession, it's attacking. No, I understand that, but these other guys came in and they came in, you know, like you said, being yeah, a little, yeah. a little aggressive. So y'all yeah, were a little aggressive back, and they got mad at you for for playing the same way. Yeah, they they got upset at me because I was telling you my. Well, what were you supposed match. to do? Well, uh, that's what I told the guy. Go look, you know. I mean, I told him, look, you, you know how your team plays, so stop crying. <laughs> and I think that set him off. <laughs> you know, that set that's, up those two guys. They tried to. That's well put, me. dude. I think that I think that's exactly. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess I guess that's what I don't understand. Is like, it's like, why why is the other guy the only one allowed to play like that? I mean, why, why on earth well, would he? It, 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 it was the ref because uh, what happened was, it, you know, dude, they're not even league games; they're just friendlies. We went to their field, and and the ref is just being a, you know, total homer, you know, big time uh, hometown uh, advantage. Because <clears throat> then we had another game. So at the field refs chili had no beans. Is what you're saying? Huh? The refs chili had no beans. Yeah, I mean, he was totally, you know, hometown referee. It was like freaking, it was like if if we were playing Chivas and they had Santander, you know, right? Like that sort of deal. <laughs> or 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 it was we were playing America and they had Chiqui Dracula. You know what I mean? I understand completely. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, completely. Or, or 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 Panama playing Mexico with a Geiger. You know, it was just ridiculous. So, so Chivas is that they're that they are they're done for the league, right? Um, and and I think that the that that Pumas are, are are slowly slowly slipping away. Uh, but Santos, as we as we mentioned earlier in the show, a uh, top 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 of the league for for Santos, at twenty points, and then it's then it's America, Toluca, Tigres, all with eighteen. Surprising Puebla, 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 Puebla's in the house, man. Puebla, I might have to get. You know, if, if it's not Pumas, uh, you know, Puebla might have to be my team uh, for, for the for the for the for the Liguilla. Why not? ¿Qué pasó, John? ¿Qué pasó? 
I, I, you know, that I, would be. I might have would... to join you in that bandwagon, John. Make make room for me. Joel, I want to call it Puebla. Por qué no? <laughs> so you're going to be the Cambiagatos? No, Cambiagato. we're the Camote no, Power. Yeah, that's right. The Cambia, <laughs> Cambia Franja. No, it's uh... <laughs> Cambiagato. <laughs> Cambia Camote. But uh, no, I mean, it's uh, so, 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 so Puebla's in there. Uh, I'm, I'm Joel, there's plenty of room. And then it's Cholo, so they're not playing as bad as uh, as as we do think. They're they're at six with sixteen, and again that sixteen is only four points from the top. And then Morelia, Monterrey, Pumas, all with uh, actually Morelia with sixteen, and then Monterrey Pumas tied with fifteen. And uh, Puma Monterrey has uh, the better goal differential. So again, Pumas is still you know just you know you know one loss or one win out of fourth place. So all hope is not lost. But again, just 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 I said twenty five when I was you know when they were winning. You know, I'm, I'm starting the bargaining. I'm down to please get us 22. You know, please get us. And, and at this point, it's like, just, just get the 20. Just get the 20. For, uh, for, for, for Pumas. And hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll happen. And, uh, you know, what, what kind of power, Joel, does Veracruz have on, on Liga Mekis? Cause I mean, I mean, there's no question. They have that staying power. And then, and then, you know, they convinced the league to, to cancel promotion relegation for two years. Yeah, man, Cody, man. I mean, that is must have some witch doctor. No kidding. Has that you know, you know, you know, brings in the the the, the brujo to uh, to cast us. Of course, we're kidding, but uh, you know that th- th- that did happen. They're going to suspend uh, relegation, but they're going to have promotion for the next two years. So this is now a race for all the teams that are in the ascenso, if not this season, next season to. Uh, To, to, to try and make the push in the 20, because who knows what's going to happen after that. Do, 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 do you guys think that they'll just do away with uh, promotion relegation at that point altogether? Or are they going to They very it? well can. You, you know how they did with um, the, the multipropiedad where they said they were going to get rid of it, and, and then they just kept extending the cutoff date. So hey, now, this, is a, this is a move to... Uh, I'm sorry, Joel. Go ahead. No, no, go on. I had finished already. Oh, no, I, I just think if this is a move to help some of the guys uh, sell their franchises, like uh, I think uh, I forgot, uh, wasn't it uh, Puebla that's been in on sale forever? No, Puebla just got some people invested in it, and they're the people behind this resurgence with hiring uh, Ojitos Mesa and then doing some. Some really good scouting to bring in players like, uh, damn, what's the Canadian guy's name? Striker. Yeah, well, him. And then Donovan? <laughs> no, no, man, we're talking about Puebla. That's Donovan's Leon. That's, that's <laughs> something else altogether, man. Um, but no, no, they, they've, they've had, they did get the investors because, uh, I know even Hugo, even threw his name in the hat, but he ended up not going in. So, but but um, I I think <clears throat> Anderson I think Santa Maria is a. Well, that's not no, I think the underlying thing on Camille is going to be to figure out to figure out uh, TV deals. That's where it's going to be at because now there's there's four open network TV stations in Mexico, and there's 
even more now uh, influence from the American, uh, like ESPN and Fox. So, so some of these televisoras, man, they they feel like they're losing, they're losing teams. Well, that's why they were able to uh, secure the uh, the rights to the national team for the next eight years, or for the next uh, the three World Cups, including this one. Yeah, so but, that. but 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 you know, there was some knocking in that door, John, because for years you never really heard about a boat or anything of that sort, you know. And and now you had that that sort of beef between Grupo Pachuca, who was pushing to. I did. Take I did that read power that, from that they smoked. They smoked the peace pipe before the last. Uh, the last meeting. Them, yeah, they had to. Man, Televisa was just unleashing everything. They, uh, they, they were making. Had their, they had their little ritual, and. Uh, so you mean the Tusos bent the knee? Yeah. To. Uh, you know, in a matter they recognize, Yeah. They recognize Televisa as the king of the north. Okay. Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, they were able to get all that straightened out. And uh, they, so they're going to, over the next two years, have two teams come up, and I think right now that the Alebrijes uh, is going to be in the final because they won the uh, first. Half. If if there was ever a league that needed to go to a, to, to a full a full league a full season league, it's the uh, it's the Ascenso, you know, for however long it still remains. Because there's no reason why a, a, a team that won the short season should play in something that is so important, you know, three months down the road. Because you know, you know, they, they could be in in dead last place and still have that have that ticket. It just seems to me, you know, that is the one place where you should reward consistency is in the in the ascenso. Because you know, how else are they going to be able to compete up at the up, up at the up at the top level if they don't have that? Just my own personal opinion. You know, I'm sad for, for, for teams like, you know, Sacatepec, you know, teams that have, that have made some, some very decent investments in her and are doing it the right way and hoping that, you know, they can build a squad to, uh, you know, be competitive enough to, to compete for that um, one day, you know, and then get them back into the, back into the, they have a really nice little stadium. Uh, they have a great tradition uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully the, after these two years, they will open it up because, you know, the, some teams, I think do deserve a shot to get back into the league, like Tampico Madero, and then somebody's or make the league for the first time. I think that, that, that that's to me is what makes promotion relegation so special. You know, even if it only lasts for a couple of years, you know, so be it. I mean, they got to play in the first division. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it does. Uh, it does come. Howard, do you want a promotion relegation to come back in two years? I would. I, I I like I like it, but I mean, if it's done right. Because let's be honest, man. It, it's it's a bit of a joke the way it is now. Well, isn't it the same way they do it in, in Argentina? Yeah, but they don't buy their way back. River Plate went down, and they had to fight their way back up. 
there wasn't two river plates, one in first and one in second. You know what I mean? Right. The way we saw with Veracruz and and even like Puebla when they bought like there was like a three team movement right there and they they bought some some club moved somewhere else and they bought this other team and so I I don't think that should be allowed. I mean what's the point of having it if you could just come right back up? Right. <clears throat> I mean, t- to me, if, if if they go up to twenty teams, I think that's fine. Then, yeah. then to me, make then make promotion relegation two teams instead of one. Exactly, and the, and then that I think that also would make the cup more interesting. Yes. Agreed. And and then, yeah. The good thing is, 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 is frankly, as a Pumas fan, the timing couldn't be better to have this. You know, so they should have the suspension, and then Borrón y Nueva Cuenta. You know, from 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 that point forward, and uh, you know, then whatever happens happens after those two. I mean, <laughs> again, it, you know, for a Pumas fan, the timing cannot be better because next season would have been the first of of a series of very rough seasons. And, and the reality is, I don't know if Pumas has the has has the legs to uh, to make if they make it through. They're going to barely make it through, or at least be in this for three or four years, unfortunately. Chiquis, I think that you've been uh, pretty pragmatic about, about Pumas' situation, and uh, the last three weeks have, have not been kind to the eternally optimistic Pumas fans. Sad times. Uh, there was a little bit of hope, but I think it was a, a false hope at the beginning of the season. That, that hasn't been a Star, a Star Wars movie, right? Star Wars, a false hope? <laughs> false hope. Yes. Yes, the last one. The last one? Yeah, instead of The Last Jedi, it should have been False Hope. Yeah, you didn't like it, Hoyle? I did not, sir. It rustled. It triggered and rustled. Both at the same time. At the same time? Yes. (laughs) I was like a a stretch Armstrong. It It was, you know, it was... From different angles. So you came out all stretched out. You're like, oh my god, what did I just walk through? <laughs> <laughs> that that sounded wrong. <laughs> that, that that did sound a little strange. <laughs> you don't want to show me your cucumber? Huh. Man, it's been it's been so long since I played that. That's one of my that's probably my favorite drop <laughs> that I have on here. Just it just cracks me up every time I hear it. Um. Well, anyway, I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt Cheekies uh, about about uh, your bringing the bringing the dose of reality juice to all all the Pumas fans, and probably including me. So let's have it. Go ahead. And... Uh, even I forget which game it was. I was I didn't even start. The game. I don't know if he was not feeling well or what he was, but. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been bad. Maybe they can change and and get some results here upcoming, but not looking good. Now, for lack of a of a better way, I will I will I will counter. I will counter. I think I'm you know, as, as the eternal optimist uh, Pumas fan. I will counter that that they have been playing well in the cup, and you know. 
you know, as devastating as as a three game losing streak is, and Liga MX's three game winning streak is, is is just as helpful. And uh, you know, just just win win the next one. You know, just just get something going, get get something positive going. And if uh, if if Pumas if Pumas can do that, then I do think that there's there's a next chance that they can make the Liga. But if, but if they lose, you know, if they only get like one point out of the out of the next two games, then yeah, uh, I agree. They are in uh, they are in serious trouble, and then and of course you know they have Toluca coming up. So 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 it's just uh, you know you know Pumas has a couple of cocos. Uh, Chivas has one. Toluca is the other. So that that that's going to be a challenge. At least at least it's at home for for Pumas to get some points. The week after they have Cruz Azul, so maybe that's oh. <laughs> a breather. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. It is not, uh, is, is, of course, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so things don't, uh, but again, I mean, Cruz Azul has always been one of those teams that just, uh, you know, can Speaking of John, we need to own up. The time, Jorge, of- do we, uh, can we call time of death on our prediction? Yeah, I think this these three home games, this is when we said, you know, if Cruz Azul was going to go full throttle, this this was it. This three home game stretch, and they and they lose against the weakest opponent of the three, of the three they're going to face at home, which was Querétaro, and, and you know you have like everyone turning on Caixinha, the fans, Lady Azul, everyone, and uh, Lady Azul. Just... When you lose Lady Azul, I mean, <laughs> could is it? You know, is it is the it, worst? Now, which one do you lose? Did you lose this Lady one? Mac- there's a lot. That's Lady Cemento. Here's Lady Machina. Let's see what. Lady Machina. So, so, so he's lost already. Lady, Lady Machina. That, that's terrible. So, Hoa, does it, does this allow us a a, a mid-season mulligan? I, I don't are know what mulligan is. It's for like in golf, right now. Oh, I've teed it up. And I hit one 90 yards into the woods, which frankly happens often. So I was like, yeah, you know, no, I'll just, you know, tee up another one. That's called a mulligan. And you, you know, pretend that the first one never happened. And then you, you know, <laughs> if I ever get a oh, good yeah. score on those when I do that, I, I you know, if you ever played play canasta, we like clean canastas and dirty canastas. I always call those, that was a dirty par, you know, not, not, not a real par. But go ahead. Yes, hold. No, no, I mean, it was, it was a fair shot. I mean, it's they still have some some, but it's it's pretty unlikely. Um, but yeah, um, time to go back to the drawing board, John. Well, no, I don't think I don't think I don't think we do, Joel, because si nos vamos a Puebla, Joel, hay que subirnos al camión ya de una vez, güey. That's it, to Puebla. Puebla, I mean, I like Puebla, but I feel like they might run out of steam, you know. They're that team that does really good. The little, the little train that can right goes over the goes up the hill, but then once up there, that's it. It, it spent all its juice, and uh, you know the last who knows, uh, man? the last championship that I saw as a kid before I before I uh, before we uh, immigrated to the states. I, I don't know if I want. I don't know if I should tell you, Joel, who it was. Oh, go, go on, go on, you. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was it was Puebla. Oh man, with yeah. uh, La La Puente. 
I don't know. This might have been earlier than that, but I, I, I don't know if I should tell you who it was that they beat. Yeah, the Colts. <laughs> yeah, it was Chivas. And, and I think that was also the same season where Chivas and America had their crazy fight. Was it That was in the Liguilla, right? Oh, man. Yeah, Ron would know that. In 83? So that was about 85? This was 83. 83, 83 yeah. Yeah, I know. La Puente came later. He came in 91. But but I, I, I like Ojito, so I think he deserves... I, I would like to see him win, win another league title. Uh, that would be good. I just don't think his team might not be deep enough, you know, later on. Some lesiones or something might hinder them. But so you, you don't want to start the, 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 the Puebla, ¿por qué no? Can no, I was looking. This week? No. We'll start the it next week. Ball, it's, it's, it's cloudy, the crystal ball. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, man. It's looking like, it's looking like America might arrasar with all the premios, you know? Oof. And, and, and it's, there's a lot of, Talk now of Chiquis. coming back to the national Ooh. team. You think? Um, when when they get rid of Osorio after he goes three and out three and, in, in Russia? Yes. No. Yeah. But there's there's already and and this rumor this rumor came a long time ago and and I had to give credit to the guy who was Hernan Pereira and he he called it about was it like two years ago maybe when um when when Herrera went to Tijuana. Because Cruz Azul had offered him a, a sweet contract, and uh, he said that they told him from, you know, from Coapa, they, they gave him the call and they said, "Don't don't go to Cruz Azul, man. We're we're gonna bring you back. Just be patient, and we're gonna reel you back in." And and even even Herrera says how he turned down some offers. I think it was from Chile. So I think I think Herrera's home. I think the planets are aligning. He's looking like he might have a pretty successful tournament. Interesting. <clears throat> the return of Piojo. Well, I mean, it's the one job that he that he values most in the world. I mean, he said it. Yeah, and if he wins the league title, and then people are going to remember the the fourteen. Tournament, and you know whatever, because I do think like if the, if the team does look bad at, at the World Cup, then they're gonna need something to like ease ease the fans, you know. Well, what's gonna happen is the as 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 Ron so passionately brings us every week the 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 putazo de Feitelson, <laughs> the putazo de Martinoli is gonna is, is gonna become legend. If he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, people should start already writing, writing those. Man, I'll, I'll make a whole list. Yeah, because I mean, you could rhyme it with, you know, con, con Philadelphia, con Pennsylvania, you know, con <laughs> the city of brotherly love. There's so many things you could do with, 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 with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I personally, and I've said this. Uh, Numerous times on on this podcast that I personally believe they should have never fired him to begin with. I think you you, you know you 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 find him you you know suspend him you know whatever it is, but don't fire him over something like that. You know, suspend yeah, him I, six months, or you know you know without pay or whatever it is, but but don't fire him. 
I agree. I agree. They. But you they know, really the, must you're, you know, the, the the one thing you can say about that that whole ordeal is that he matured. You know, he turned into into a different coach overnight. I mean, yeah, he gets occasionally, but but he's <laughs> you know he's so much more. Uh, you know, he he can keep his emotions so much uh, more in check now than than he did before. But so hopefully that the you know, and of course with Osorio turning down uh, Femex Foots offer to resign, you know, hopefully uh, you know for Piojo if that's what he wants. And again, you know, the Femex Foots should welcome that because how many coaches that are as good as Piojo are going to ask for that job? Are going to ask for it? I mean, it seems like Mexico has to do convincing instead of. Interviewing when the when they when 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 they have when they need to bring coaches in. You know, who's who's interviewing whom in those situations? So a guy like Piojo, you know, you you know you know who who wants the job, you know what you you know, the the players love him. You know, you know, there's a reason why uh, Washington Tavares has been has been coaching Uruguay for as long as he has. You know why can't Bianco be that guy for Mexico? Why 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 should it only be a four year process? Or you know why not make it an eight twelve year process? You know you know with, with the guy that loves doing the gig. Yeah, hey, I noticed uh, Jurgen Klinsmann was at the Chivas game at the Clasico. Uh, might be far far out, but what about him taking over Chivas? <laughs> and this, did, did he did he show up in Guadalajara with with sort of four suitcases full of clothes like Almeida did when he came? Oh shoot! I'd only wish, but Joel does does your does your 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 topo have any news on that on on, on Jurgen? The only the only thing was that they, you know they're still talking about having a a sporting director. Uh, you know, so that was one of the things that, because Chivas hasn't hired anyone. You know, there was talk about Galindo, there was talk about Girafa, and not only did Jurgen go see the game, he stayed in the same, in the same hotel as the team. So I think there's a possibility that he might get offered a job. We'll see, we'll see. Did, uh, did you let him use your box, Hoyle? Oh uh, no! I, I have to. I have to uh, disengage. Yeah. I'll, I'll be back, gentlemen. Okay. Joel has a very strict policy on who he allows in his luxury box at at, at Chivas games. But uh, well, it's probably a good time for us to uh, to wrap it up, though. Uh, but uh, you know, with Joel stepping off. You know, I was I was hoping that we would get his his prediction on uh, on who would win. Now that now that we're both officially uh, have, it's like the Hunger Games. You know, you, you, your your team is officially eliminated. But, you know, because this one isn't necessarily, but they might as well be. Chikis, uh, is there any hope inside for Pumas? Is uh, what has to happen for for, for Pumas to uh, to climb out of this? How, how many do they have to win in a row? Uh. 
They just have to get one. I, I think they just need to get one win. And Nico needs to score. Um, they they got, I think, a little bit of confidence in this one Lobos Bob game. Right. Yesterday. And maybe that's maybe that's like the Cival type of confidence that Chivas got to go into the Clásico, but um, something needs to happen to where fortunes change because I think the beginning of the season their fortunes were were looking up. They were fortunate on some of those goals, and then that totally changed. Like reality came back. Right. Well, I mean, we also have to understand that that, that they were missing their uh, their 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 Spanish defender. Uh, last week, I think he was out suspended because he had a. Oh uh, yeah. Didn't he have two yellows? So so he was out. I mean, I'm not saying that he's been made that much, but 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 it is very noticeable when he's not. Even even though when he has played, he has made a couple of just terrible defensive mistakes. Like the ones he made against against uh, Tijuana were inexcusable. Just like, you know that that is, you know, fourth graders don't make that mistake. You know the, the mistakes that he made. So, uh, you know, personally, like I said, I just you know. I, you know, Toluca is always going to be a tough out. I mean, even if you lose this game, at least, you know, if they just start playing better and, you know, if they lose 2-1 or whatever it is, or, or you know, maybe they, they, they got a tie. To me, that that, that, that to me would would, would have uh, put Pumas on, a, uh, on the start of a good way. But, you know, they, they need five more points, uh, you know, to, to not have a, a completely disastrous uh, two seasons. Obviously, if if they can get to twenty five, that would be you know that, that's ten points. That might be a little too much to ask for Pumas, uh, considering how many uh, how many how many games they have. I think they can get they five left on the schedule. I think they can get more than five. Well, they have they have uh, Toluca, and then they have Cruz Azul, Necaxa, Monterrey, Puebla, Santos, Querétaro. I mean, that is. You know, outside of of maybe Necaxa and Querétaro, I mean, I, those are the only ones where I think the Pumas might again in his Liga Mekis. But you know, those have the those are the better chances to win. The other ones are, yeah, are iffy at best. I mean, that that is a tough way to close, uh, considering how how well some certain teams have played. Yeah, so I mean, again, you know, if they get the twenty, you know, anything to where their average uh, is, is between the two seasons. If they can somehow make it to where they can make it to twenty, then I think that they'll be okay for the uh, promotion relegation thing. Even though even though it's canceled, I mean, it'd just be good to solidify that. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll be able to get that taken care of. Yes, sir. But we had a we had a a, a fabulous show here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. We uh, had a, a very lively discussion about the Conca Champions. Talked a little about. Uh, uh, the future CONCACAF tournaments, et cetera. So it was a good show tonight. Uh, glad to have you guys on. Glad to have you on, Chiquis. Yeah, thanks for uh, for hosting a great show. And uh, happy anniversary on the, uh, I'll, call, I'll say it's uh, Punya Paso, the five season. Uh, did that happen today? I think it was that was, was the, the, the anniversary of that yeah. momentous, momentous occasion? Oh, well, I'm glad I'm glad you're able to to hop back on. We were just uh, wrapping up the show. Yes. But uh, so 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 thank you for coming on, Joel. Yes, always a pleasure to be on the show, John. And I don't know if uh, if if if, if Profe Camarayas is available. I know he's he's muted, but we'll uh, want to say uh, thanks to him. 
Also, I want to say thanks to Daniel Preciado that joined us earlier. And thanks to y'all for, for, for listening. We do appreciate you here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, again, you can listen to this in the previous editions of the podcast live, or not live, but uh, from the uh, podcast center on iTunes as well as Google Play. You can catch us live every Thursday night, 9.30. If we run a little later, we, we would try and make uh, make a note of that, but we do appreciate the folks that are participating in the chat there. Like us on Facebook. I know that Joel does a real good job of, uh, of, of posting some information there, some news things that can, uh, little tidbits that you might need throughout the day. So uh, you can like us there. And of course, you can also follow us on Twitter, Cantina underscore, I'm sorry, Cantina, Mekis underscore pod. So we'll uh, say goodnight. Thank you very much. This is John Jagu signing off. We will talk to you guys next week. Thank you.